Uh, yeah, Taysom Hill stinks. Continues to stink. He's going to stink this week. He's going to stink against the Bears. I know you'd mentioned previously you were a little worried about that. Do not be worried. If he's in the game a lot against us, we are blowing out the Saints. We are blowing, blowing, blowing them out. The start of that third quarter, I didn't like, I don't like, and um, it's been a theme. You have somebody throwing punches. When you have um, the things that are going on right now um, with us in the offense and, and just trying to get things going, guys are fighting, they're sticking together, but then you have that happen. It, it just, it, it takes away everything. Bears of mine, someday you will try to run up the score so high. I'll follow you into the dark. They've lost three-fifths. Of their starting offensive line to injury. Second down and 10, and Foles is going to get sacked. No fans to try to pack in the stand so high. Our at-home ass is tight, waiting for the hint of a spark. Could have been better if Foles couldn't hear that play come in. Good snap, good hold. Santos is good. And this game is tied. We're worn down. The time for Nick is now. Here's a third down and nine. Foles just happy to hang on to the ball. Second down and seven. Foles is set. From the 21 now. Foles is going to be picked. Intercepted by Lattimore. On fourth down. Foles backpedaling. Throws a pick. And now a drop. Bears just five out of 14 on third down. Bulls has no chance to run for it, and instead he goes down. But it's nothing to cheer about, cause we'll lose again soon. With the play calling buffoon. I did not see it, I totally missed it. I was looking down when I heard it. I mean, it's over. The play's over. Whoa. I don't even know what that was about. Nagy and Pace decide that they both are satisfied. Few achievements known, but their careers have climbed. If there's no chance of scoring and the red zone stark, then I'll follow you into the dark. And Zone Cook has got it this time. Touchdown, New Orleans, with three seconds left in the half. I shit on Taysom Hill every episode because I think that guy is way overrated. Let's get to the Taysom Hill Trash Performers of the Week presented by Glad. This one is Taysom Hill for the touchdown. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Oof, 
Bears fans felt all of those things after a rough overtime loss against the Saints on Sunday afternoon. We are going to talk all about that as well as previewing this upcoming weekend's game in Music City, USA against the Titans. That's not going to be easy. Oh, no rest for the weary. We are going to talk all about some fantasy football angles, some gambling angles with hams and bread and hams and spreads, of course, with Rick Fieldsman. And then we will visit Tennessee with some fans and eggs. Martha, finally, a lady wants to talk to us. That's going to be great. We will do a little bit of Big Ten Minute because there's not much worth talking about. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the White Sox. Very controversial hire. All on this week's Zerdogs. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Diarrhea. Zerdikes. Welcome to another episode of Zero Dikes. Unfortunately, the second straight one where we are coming in a little cold after a loss. But Dan and I are not cold. We're red hot. We want to talk bears. We'll talk about a lot of things tonight, I'm sure. Dan, you look handsome. You're wearing a winter hat even though you're indoors. Are you cold? Are you feeling okay about it? Um. I'm not not cold. My, my my little bald dome, my little bald spot's a little chilly. Thanks for asking, buddy. You look handsome. You're wearing an Illini jacket. I'm surprised you'll wear that out in public. Well, I'm in my basement, so it's our little secret, plus all of our loyal listeners. Big 10 Minute coming up very late in tonight's show because nobody gives a fuck. Dan, how about that Bears game yesterday? I'm pretty sure the Bears lost in overtime. Uh, gross. Gross. We hung in there, which didn't feel that way. It definitely felt like we were the worst team. So the defense keeps us in it. The offense teases us a little. They look came out kind of strong, which was, oh, they came out strong, the offense. I'm like, ooh, have they figured it out? Turns out they did not. They did not at all. Are you juggling balls right now? I was. Yeah. Really okay. Honest. All right. That was very distracting. I know nobody else could tease. sound it. A little tease. Hubba, 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 call back. You're welcome. Yeah, no, but can we be honest about something? No. Can we stop kidding ourselves? Nick Foles sucks. He oh. sucks, doesn't he? Can we stop he beating sucks. around the bush? He sucks. It makes sense why they couldn't decide between Mitch and Foles during whatever camp was. It's because they both stink. They are trash. Let's stop beating around the bush and think, oh, Nick needs more time. Nick needs more time. Maybe, oh, Nagy and Nick need to feel each other out. No, they both <sighs> suck. They suck, suck, suck. Am I alone on so- that? No, you're not. So what so what do you do? Nationally it seems like the momentum is is a hey, eh, Fools kind of sucks. Should they maybe think about Mitch again? Like I I saw Dan Orlovsky put something out like that. I think I totally butchered his name. Uh Ryan Clark, even Aikman and uh, Buck yesterday were kind of beating around that bush, the the Mitch bush. What do the Bears do? What does Nagy do? I I think Foles I think Foles is better than Mitch. We're in a better spot with Foles, but that's not saying that 
Foles is good. That's just saying they both are big bags of dump. They're dump, just different kinds of dump. One dump is a lot smellier than the other, and that's Mitch. Mitch is a smellier shit than Foles, but he's still a bag of shit. Here's what I would do, Bill. I would just get ahead of this, and I would fire Ted Phillips right now. Just fire Ted Phillips. We're, we're, I mean, this is... I'm still not sure how this doesn't fall on him. I know he's on his knees in everyone's office in Hallis Hall. I mean, it, wh- where do we stop? We can't fire the McCaskies. He's someone hired Pace, who hired Nagy, who picked handpicked Nick Foles, right? And all of these, oh, Juan Castillo's going to fix the offensive line. Uh, nope, turns out we just don't have, we don't have talent there. It all stinks. So yeah. th- th- isn't firing Ted Phillips the easiest thing to do at this point? Oh, and it would be the most popular decision in maybe Chicago sports history. Let's be honest about that, too. It's funny that you say that. Did you Were you listening to, um, if so, you'd be the only one besides me, Greeny today around lunchtime or no? I did not, no. So he, on his nationally syndicated show on ESPN Radio, said uh he teased the audience like all right i know who's to blame for this bears you know shit that's going on and um he didn't name names but he did he basically said you know you draft mitch you don't give mitch the right coach because nagy wasn't hired really i don't know if i agree with that or that take or not but you know nagy's a west coast west coast offense guy does Mitch make sense in that offense? I guess we can debate that. doesn't really matter. The whole point, I think, was, you know, Pace didn't hire himself. Nagy didn't hire himself. Mitch didn't draft himself. This is a bigger franchise issue. And he didn't say Ted Phillips, but that's exactly who I was thinking. Fire him. Let's do it. Fire, Fire. his ass tonight. And that's a good way to put everyone in check, right? That puts Pace in check. That puts Nagy in check. So they know, hey, you put up or shut up. Quit telling me, Nagy, that things need to be better. Fucking show me, man. You're, the excuses are done. The excuses are fucking done. This team is sloppy as shit. We have the most penalties in football. That falls on the head fucking coach. Uh, I know. I mean, we can talk about the whims shit. And I, that's not totally Nagy's fault, but it kind of speaks to a bigger issue of an undisciplined fucking team. And that's on Matt Nagy. So we got to start somewhere. We can't just keep beating our head into the fucking wall here. And I made a joke, sort of a joke, a few weeks ago. I said, are we, at the end of the season, going to regret that we won these miracle games at the beginning of the year? I'm kind of feeling like we're trending that way, right? We're going to have full regret because we're going to be picking, like, 16th. And then we're just going to miss out on the guy, right? I mean, not that I I trust Pace to figure it out anyway, but... But I don't know. I thought about that comment of yours today, actually. I did. And as a guy that rooted for the uh, the blow-up of the Bulls with Jimmy Butler, I think I might have been wrong about that, kind of, but maybe not overall. In principle, I still feel correct. Uh, and I was, I was a fan of blowing up the White Sox. Selfishly, I don't and didn't want the Bears blown up just because I'm exhausted after all the tanking. So I was not on board then. I got what you were saying then, of course, yes. Uh, and I am the guy that when when things are headed south early in a Bears season, I'm okay with 
not you know not seeing an eight and eight season basically not being in, in football purgatory I'm still rooting for like a, a playoff just because I'm a Bears meatball but I totally understand what you were saying then especially now after a two-game slip and uh yeah the offense is not improving overall so who's to think that the last eight games of the year we're going to look much different right I think I think that's kind of the point yeah, you're right, and I'm rooting for the Bears to win. I was rooting for them to win. I don't want them to lose, but it's also fair for me to think like we might regret at the end of the year being like, ah, fuck. If we we didn't get lucky, we would be in a much better spot getting a quarterback. But not only that, if we win enough games, they're gonna just hang on to everybody, right? Ted Phillips is Ted Phillips isn't getting fired. That's never fucking happening. I don't know why he's got nudes on someone inside of. Hallis Hall, maybe someone inside of a chapel. But Nagy, you know, if they win enough games, they're going to keep Nagy. They're going to keep Pace. Then we're going to rely on Pace to make a six, you know, pick number 16. Uh, I'm sure that won't go well. So it's not really anything to worry about now, but it's just something that's just stuck in the back of my mind that we could be fucked because we're not. Our defense is awesome and they're going to keep us in games, which they clearly are. But our offense stinks, and it's not. And that's what Nagy was hired for was fucking offense. And they're dog shit. They're horrible. The off the scheme is terrible. The talent is complete shit. Ugh. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about this horrible offense. Um, Nick Foles, as you mentioned before, not great. Not even good. In fact, he leads the league in having six consecutive games with at least one interception. So that's that's awesome. Thanks, Nick. The guy that was supposed to not make the mistakes, the guy that was supposed to be, you know, not the guy with bad mechanics. Jesus Christ, man. I've never seen a guy throw off his back foot, you know, running backward. Like, that's a that was a Cutler thing, but at least Cutler had the arm to make up for it sometimes. Nick Foles, some of those decisions, man, he's he's killing me. But let's get off Foles, so to speak. Oh, boy, I don't think I meant to say that. I apologize. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we talk about somebody that you've been having to go back and forth on, but now I feel like you're going to feel a little bit justified? Jimmy Graham. What the fuck was that yesterday? And why was he targeted seven times how did he only have two catches in those seven targets? What was that, Dan? You're the Jimmy Graham expert here. He was really bad. He was bad. This was his first. That was the Jimmy Graham that I was expecting when we signed him. And I'm not happy about it. Some of those passes were fucking terrible, though. Like, I don't think those were all on him. Some of them were behind him. But did Graham look slow as shit? Oh, my God. He yes. looked. Was he hurt? Like, it seemed That's like more he was, of my problem. That's kind of what I was getting at. Like. He seemed like he was in slow motion. He, like, really did. And every time he gets hit, it's like he was shot in the back of his thigh almost. Like, he goes down so weird. I've never seen a guy like that. He looks like he's eight feet tall when he does. Like, can you explain that? I'm no, not a tall guy. No, I can't. Okay. He's like a crumpled back, like, in a lot of pain. You're like, And it takes him about seven seconds to go all the way down on the ground it's so he runs slow he gets tackled slow 
I yeah no I wasn't happy to see that but that was kind of what I was expecting when they signed him and I don't feel justified in it that was okay. but some of those okay. passes were fucking terrible I, right. this is fair yeah I can't get off the fools bullshit fools is a full fucking fraud he's fooled Nagy he's fooled all of us he sucks he's absolute trash and let's I, I'm just are people defending him still? I feel like the radio is a bit more negative so. towards him this week. Yeah. He stinks. Yeah. He stinks. And I think he just tries to act like he has a command of the huddle. Yeah, he doesn't know how to watch the fucking uh, play clock. So he, yeah, what's the excuse there? He's using a fucking wristband for plays now. What did he say? I love my wristband. Or what, what, did, what was the quote today? I mean, just. I don't know the, what it was. But aren't wristbands for rookie quarterbacks that don't know the the system? Like that's what they're usually made fun. I think I don't know if Mitch ever had one, but I feel like in recent memory, it's sort of like, hey, dummy, you don't know the playbook yet. You got to look. It's like for a college freshman quarterback almost. Nick Foles. I know this is his first year in the Bears. Matt Nagy offense. Woohoo! Wow, a lot to learn there. <laughs> Hand off to Cordell Patterson. I mispronounced his name on purpose. Oh, God damn it. Just, I know, I don't want to get off fools either. <laughs> well, and the thing about his helmet, not him not getting the plays in, that told me everything. One, it's a, that we were just running a Mickey Mouse fucking organization right now that we can't even get the fucking headset right. But I'm, I'm currently watching Tom Brady, uh, Monday Night Football right now. Do you think if the plays don't come in that he's going to just be like, look at the sideline, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what you want me to call. No, he's just going to call a play because he's a coach out there. You know, that's what you need in a quarterback. You need, like, a coach. You need to be the eyes on the field for the coach. But Nick Foles is like, I don't know what to do. Philly special, should we run that? I don't know what to do. So this is just glaring that Foles is a fucking fraud, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not athletic. He's throwing the same fucking passes that Mitch is. Uh, You know, Maybe he knows, has a better sense of where to throw the ball than Mitch does, but goddamn, he's a slow son of a bitch too. And a lot of those sacks that he had yesterday were on him. They were the off. Yes. Am, am I? I didn't think the offensive line was horrendous yesterday. No, considering they were a bunch of guys off the street for for a part of that game, they did a really good job. Actually, they I really so did. Too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Foles held onto the ball way too long. I mean, for a, for a veteran, it's it's outrageous that he took a couple of those sacks. It's not like the same as against the Rams. It, I feel like he felt like he was playing against the Rams still. Like he he seemed timid. He's it's easy for me to say I'm just an idiot sitting on my couch watching a mid afternoon. What did we used to call that game? The the oh god the midday boner i don't yeah, remember it, it there was something, something we called it, it something yeah yeah something like that like a semi maybe something like oh that. there you go and yeah so i don't so i don't know what's going through nick Foles head but he did he looked like he had happy feet i hate quarterbacks with happy feet it's like when you hit brady he is happy any quarterback really you can see it right they start to get they start to get weird and it's like he had some residual from getting hit by aaron donald nine thousand times on monday night <laughs> True. I think my favorite sack of Foles, sack of Foles, ooh, a sack of Foles, was in overtime when he had a bunch of daylight to run, and he wasn't going to get the first down. I know that. But he managed to run to the line of scrimmage and then jot backwards a little bit and then take a sack. 
how do you not at least just fucking throw it away there? I mean, just complete horseshit. At least get five yards. That was third down, right? Wasn't that it after was. the back-to-back drops by Miller and Grant, Graham? Whoops. <laughs> and then, you know, he takes that sack. I mean, he could have gotten, what, maybe six, yeah. seven yards? Some of and it, maybe yeah. we. It's maybe just, you think about it. Maybe you maybe think about you think fourth about down it. at that point. Yeah. yeah. He's he's dog shit. I'm done with Foles. I mean, not, I got no other choice. There's no other options unless we go Tyler Bray. I'd give Bray a shot. Why not? <laughs> well, I didn't ask you. Uh, what yeah, what yeah. would you – you know, everyone's saying maybe uh, put Mitch in. Where do you stand? I don't know. I mean, like part of me says why not Mitch at this point, but then, but then I picture myself watching the Bears game against Tennessee and thinking, did I really want this? And and I think I think a lot of the reason Bears fans feel that feel how they do today about maybe and national people about bringing Mitch back is because of that third down play in overtime where you think Mitch for all of his faults he might have improvised there and who the hell knows right maybe he picks up a squirrely first down that's not to say they'd even be in overtime and if Mitch was the quarterback right so I don't know I guess I guess the point is. If Nick Foles is making Mitch Trubisky type errors, type mental errors, type physical errors, you might as well put Mitch in there because he has legs behind a, a, a shaky offensive line. I guess, I guess. I don't feel good about it. I know Phil in Indiana, he wants Mitch in there, and 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 he is all about, it and he has been even going into this game. I, I'm like 51% put Mitch back. 51%. That's not exactly a ringing endorsement. It's not. I'm still not there yet. I don't need to see Mitch out there yet, but we're going to see him. Foles is going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. let's not kid ourselves. If anyone that wants to see Mitch who's dying for it, you're going to get your, you're going to get it probably sooner rather than later. Ooh. Ooh. But uh, we ran yeah. the ball a little bit, which was great. Montgomery yeah. looked good. What did you think when he had that long run and he had some daylight? Did he look kind of slow? Well, yeah, he's not super fast. Like he had one against the Chargers like that last year. That's what I was thinking, and um, yeah, that's not unfortunately. Yeah, you wish he had the burners to be able to to hit pay dirt, but that's not his game. I just the fact that he had to have eighty four of his eighty nine rushing yards after contact is an embarrassment for the Bears offense. The fact that he gets no room. He broke eight tackles. It felt like more than that. I, I I just feel bad for him. I'm glad he's healthy. Like every time he gets hit, I'm waiting for his groin to explode from the preseason. I still don't know how his neck didn't break in the Giants game, whatever game that was when he took that nasty hit. Yeah, it almost seemed like he was more confused when he had daylight. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know where to be, right? Like, I don't know where to put my hands. I don't know. There's nobody in front of me. Should I wait for everyone? It was strange, but yeah, he looked he looked he looked good. He looked good and I like the offensive line had their moments for sure. Who was that coward who just didn't know what a twist play was <laughs> and just complete looked completely lost. I mean, they had their moments, but Overall, I they didn't kill us. It was just no, Nick no, Foles no. and yeah. I mean, why is Patterson still out there? God damn it! It's just I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. I'm I'm frustrated. We have a long way to go this year, and yes. I don't see it getting better. It's just it can't, right? What what's what's going to save us? 
the schedule, and we'll get back to that in a second. That's not a compliment to what the Bears have going on, though, obviously. Let's talk about Patterson in a minute on special teams. Let's hold on to that thought. Let's finish up the offense with Javon Wims because we have to. That was weird. <laughs> that was so weird. There's a lot of people on Twitter defending him for what they suspect is sticking up for a teammate after Miller, dude was getting in Miller's face. I'm sorry, but there is no excuse. There's no excuse. You cost your you cost your team because you were being selfish, and you punched somebody in the helmet with a bare hand twice. Stupid. Do you have a similar thought, or do you fall in line elsewhere? I don't mind you sticking up for your guy. The execution could not have been more poorly operated. Punching a guy in the helmet and seemingly doing it like tapping him on the shoulder and then doing it was just very fucking strange it came out of nowhere so i don't mind sticking up for the guy the p everyone who's saying i kind of had that thought after i was like well just cut his ass like who cares i'm not sure i'm in that camp anymore like now hearing that he was sticking up for his guy and the guy was chirping but the guy ripped his mouthpiece out that's when you go him out you lay him out you don't right. punch him in the face. You grab his. You're trying to rip his helmet off, and then you take a swing. Right. So, and so, I don't, the execution yeah. was so fucking poor. I, I didn't get it. And you know, the, you know what made it worse? Did you see when he just threw his gloves on the ground as he was walking off the field? No, I miss it. It was a, like an extra. Like I was kind of like, all right, well, whatever. He like right before he got to the tunnel, he took his gloves off and just tossed them on the ground. It's like stupid. Why does why is the Bears equipment staff get punished because you're a terrible fighter? It's just dumb, just stupid. I don't know. And I like Wims. I think he I think yeah, he's same. pretty good in the in his role. So I don't know. Just it just. It's all sloppy. It's all fucking sloppy. And that in that moment was terrible. It was just fucking terrible. So yep. there can't be a place for that. If the NFL wasn't going to suspend him, the Bears should have. So sorry, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. It's true. I feel like he was he was going to be disciplined, whether it was the league or the team. It's not a very say what you want about Matt Nagy. That is not Matt Nagy's not going to support something like that. That's that's no way. That's just stupid. And it did cost him. It was second and five, went to second and 20. And of course, Foles throws a horrible interception on the very next play. So not to say those two things are necessarily related, but it all happened in front of us, which made it twice as bad. Yeah, just terrible. Just I don't know. Whatever. He's going to be suspended. What? Two games. It'll probably get cut down to one. That's that's about right. That's about right. And he's just going to he's the butt of all jokes for at least a week. Yeah. Well, I'll forget about it. Bears fans might not forget about it, but nationally, I think people will. Um, All right. Let's talk about special teams while we are burying people. And then we'll get to some of the good news, if there is any, after yesterday. Um, Okay, Patterson. The angle was really bad to be able to tell what the hell was going on on some of those kickoff returns, right? I couldn't tell if they were unbelievable kicks by the kicker putting them like at the two or the one, but how many yards did did Patterson cost the Bears on starting field position yesterday? I can't even count that high. I think the... I don't know. Maybe that was the playbook on him now is just hit a, like a line drive sort of at him because he seemed very confused on how how to pick up the ball and run. 
So he's, I don't know, that was a tough spot for him. That first, was that the opening kickoff that sort of curved just behind the pylon? I mean, that was ballsy. That couldn't have been intentional. But it seemed like that was the plan, was they were just going to hit line drives right to him and not get any, like, rhythm, I guess. I don't know. He, he's he's trash. I mean, I got I got nothing for him. I got nothing. The, what are you talking about? He's the greatest kick returner in the history of the league, Dan. That's what I've been told by PFF. That that thought, that tweet that they had, that crossed my mind like four times yesterday. I thought, seriously, this is the best kick returner in the history of the league, and he can't get past the fifteen. I know he kind of like. I think he had a calf issue this week. If he was hurt then fuck you bears for putting him out there because he he didn't look as fast as he normally does so but if he's hurt that's on the bears don't put him out there i didn't actually know he was hurt why is he on fucking offense then get his so ass he must out not there. Have been, right? so he's not yeah. hurt so now right. are we just coming up for excuses why he's the worst kick returner in the nfl i mean i got nothing for him i literally he he makes my skin crawl anytime he's out on the fucking field and that includes kickoff returns did you I like got his nothing. offsides on the on the punt when we oh, were punting? yeah he managed to get a penalty god damn it he just pisses me off and like i said he seems like a great guy yeah he seems like a lot of he's good at donating game equipment to fans donate some equipment fam a lot of that shit if, if you <laughs> a lot of that stuff and you know he seems pretty funny but not not a good football player anymore i mean look i know randy from cicero i know he's no, better than i am I'm but I'm for what he's getting paid to do he's not doing it well no he's not he he actually his best use yesterday was a decoy to uh throw off the saints and on when we were on offense because i think they were convinced anytime that he ran in front of Foles, he was going to get the ball right that Foles that's right off to him. yeah so just do that more i felt like yes you're right but we it seemed like we never went back to it we just okay. never fucking went back to it and before we get off of the offense ooh, why are we so bad in the third quarter oh my god i don't understand I mean, you know, we come out in the first ha- first quarter. And we look great because we have scripted plays, right? Like we have a plan going into it. Third quarter is when you go into halftime and you make adjustments and then you have a plan coming out. It seems like we come out and we're just guessing. There's no, it's just a continuation of the second quarter. And just like, what is, what is Nagy doing at halftime? Does he just take a 20 minute dump? Like what, what the fuck is he doing? I, I just don't understand how this is shitty coaching. Our offense comes out and looks completely fucking lost. You know, delay of games and penalties and whims is throwing p- punches. Seven fucking points in eight games. Eight games now, right? In the third quarter, there's no excuse for that. There's no fucking excuse for that. So I that just proves even further that he's just a dog shit coach. Didn't you say bag of dumps or something earlier you were describing? That when you <laughs> yeah, I was comparing, uh, yes, Nick Foles and uh, Mitch just being two different types of bags of dump. So maybe Nagy's just producing those. you just dumping in Ziploc bags and throwing it against the wall. I don't know, but whatever he's doing, it's wrong, and he sucks. Somebody that doesn't suck much to my surprise as i mentioned i think last week i think i apologize for ripping the signing 
of this guy, Cairo Santos. Holy shit. What a kick. And the fact that he did it after after uh, Sean Payton was trying to freeze him. Good God, man. He's he's awesome. I can't believe him. He's automatic right now. He's got to be on roids, right? I mean, there's <laughs> fine. Give, him, just, give, give some to Foles. He's booming these kicks, too. I mean, they're they're no doubters. Like, there's nothing that's just skimming near the, the uprights. He is just he's money. And I he's got to be our MVP at this point. So on <laughs> on that same vein, before we get to the defense, does he is he the first ever winner of two straight golden cock? The Cornish hen, Zero Doig's Bears player of the week. Do you think he gets it? I think he does. Personally, I know I don't. You have the final say, Dan. What do you think? What? what uh, we have other votes, or is it just? No, he he won it. I just wanted you. Okay. To say it. Yeah. No. Let's do it. Yep. San Ca- Carlos Santos. What did John? Carlos Santos has a bit of a groin. Yes, Cairo Santos. I love it. Golden oh, cock congratulations, Cairo! Oh, don't shoot me! Don't shoot me! Shoot it through the uprights, Cairo! Congratulations, Cornish Hen Player of the Week! What a fancy chicken! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Uh, <laughs> I think say. so. Uh, defense. Okay, can I start? Oh no! Yeah, go ahead. I have no How? notes on defense. I have no. Okay. Notes. How much of Taysom Hill's performance do you blame on me? Uh. <laughs> blame on me? That didn't sound right. How much of the no, blame it's... do you put on me? There we go. Um, I put Oh man, this is a you're putting me in a real trick box here, Dan. I thought of you, of course, you know, every time you did something good, I really did. So I put I put 69% blame on you. Nice. I was real nervous to go on Twitter every time he did something good and he scored that touchdown. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I thought of you and I'm like, Bill's going to be mad because I put this bad, yeah. bad juju on our team. But I don't care. He still sucks. We yeah. we let him off the hook. I don't give a shit. He's trash. Yeah. He's trash. I was more upset about not the touchdown catch even, but the fact that we let him get like 10 yards every time, basically, every time he had the ball in his hand. It's like, what the fuck do you think he's going to do here? I know that they're throwing a couple guys through the through the gaps to give him a little more room blocking-wise, but you know exactly what they're going to do when Taysom Hill is going to take the snap. You do. It's Tim fucking Tebow, like you said. Yeah, and he's not throwing the ball, and their receivers were guys I pretty much had never heard of anyway. So... You knew he wasn't going to throw it. They let him off the hook. They, he got off way too easy. I don't know. The defense, I thought the defense was pretty good for the most part. They struggled the fourth downs, third. I think I think we did actually well third down wise, but it felt like there were big big ones that we just completely whiffed on. Jaylen, you know, the, the touchdown at the end of the first half was a fucking killer. And that basically they're them running that cook across the middle. I mean, and Breeze just missed the throw, and then they immediately just they just flipped sides, and he did the same thing. And Jalen Johnson looked so lost, yeah, I don't so know what lost. He was doing there, no, I don't it either. Was, it was weird. So that was frustrating. Roquan looked awesome. I thought Trevathan looked pretty good. Yeah, linebackers but, in general were fantastic yesterday. Yes. How upset are you? Everyone seems very upset about Robert Quinn. Are you? Yeah, are I you know. that guy who's? Uh, I don't know. I mean. I, my my hope 
for him is that he is still like recovering from whatever fucking injury he had because he doesn't look like the same guy that I remember from the Rams or the Dolphins or the Cowboys. Like, and he's not that old; he's thirty. So I feel like I hope that the second half of the year he he actually does make an impact. I'm annoyed. Don't get me wrong. Like it's he for the money that they're paying like I, that's probably why people are pissed right they, they he's taken up a lot of the cap it's all money and i th- honestly think it's it's uh residual from last week with leonard floyd having a decent game now people are just going to be upset for the rest of the year just stop it leonard floyd was garbage like he had one good game is this just like people i'm shitting on that just end up playing well against the bears who 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 on the titans <laughs> can I shit on yeah. who's going to be awesome <laughs> it's yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not hung up on the money he makes. I just want him to be good. I mean, it's not like he's. It's not like he is the money he ma- he is making is keeping us from having other talent on offense or defense, right? If someone can explain to me, like, oh, if we didn't sign Robert Quinn, we could have X player. We have, we'd have you Leonard could, Floyd back. We'd would have you, Leonard would, Floyd, right? Would you like to – could you imagine if we brought Leonard Floyd back this year, right? No. No, I think Quinn well, – doesn't he have a really high grade from, like, PFF? Is that one of those, like, oh, just clickbait thing? Not this week in particular, but oh, okay. I feel like the first few weeks are like, oh, he's the highest rated pass rusher in the history of football. So I think, like, those those clickbait PFF ratings – have him still pretty high. Actually, I don't know this week. I haven't checked. I know my subscription renewed, but I haven't oh. checked because I got to pay like 90 a month to see actual stats that I care about. Oh, fuck you, PFF. <laughs> Sam Monson, you dick. Uh, anything else on uh, on the Bears' defense before we look big picture here the, the last half of the year? No, I think we covered it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I love it. I love it. That's great. All right. So let's do wins, losses, last eight games. Let's refresh both of our memories and the audience at home, okay? Bears five and three, halfway through. We all know this. At Tennessee this week, uh, let's do a little spoiler, I guess, with hams and bread. Let's just go wins, wins, loss. What do you think? Win or lose at Tennessee, Bears? Lose. Okay. I'm I'm probably going with you on that one. Uh, Versus... Vikings, Monday Night Football. Win. Okay. At uh, bye week followed by at Green Bay. Bye week wa- win. <laughs> at Green Packers. Bay. Would you say after that? Yeah, at Green Bay after the bye. Loss. At home Lions. Win. At home Texans. Loss. Ooh, that would be painful. At Vikings. Loss. Oh boy! At Jacksonville, uh, win. <laughs> Last game of the year, hosting the Packers. Loss. Oh man! So you would <laughs> you have us at eight and eight, which would be oh. perfect. This this feels like an eight and eight team right now, as it stands. And if I feel like if that happens, you had mentioned like okay, the record is going to save Pace and Nagy. Like I think like. In a vacuum, that's true, but you started five and one, eight and eight. Like it would remind me of Lovey having gone ten and six after they started seven and one, and he gets fired. 
uh, granted it's a new GM and all that, Phil Emery. That was a great hire, Ted Phillips, you fucking asshole. Um, so I don't know. So in the in the full context, I think eight and eight put I, I would have a hard time picturing either of them getting fired this year no matter what, but that would it would put it on the table, at least for one of them, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think eight and eight it should. I don't know if it would, but it definitely should put one or two of those guys out of kick them out of fucking Chicago. Where do you have them? Am I off base on those Texans? So, maybe is a, is a top more. Maybe I could go either way there, but well, I feel that like we have one left. We de- laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've got one more. Uh, we've definitely got one more awful loss at us at least. They could. Well, my biggest problem. So let's just say they beat the Texans, which they should. That'll be one of the few games that they're favored in. Um, and let's say they steal one against the Packers, as an example, or they sweep the Vikings, whatever. Let's say the Bears go 10-6 and six then, right? Let's say they go 5-3 and three to finish off. Finish off the year. Oh, Their biggest issue, as we were kind of hinting toward last week, is the NFC. The NFC is so heavy with teams that are going to be above 500, I feel like. And, unfortunately, they lost a tiebreaker against the Saints and the Rams. First tiebreaker for wild card is head-to-head. So right now the Bears are tied for the seventh seed with the Rams, so they'd be out of the playoffs right now. After starting five and one, the Bears would right now be out of the playoffs. That's outrageous. And then you got the 49ers behind them at four and four, but it seems like they've got more injury issues, so that may not be relevant. But like ahead of them are the Saints at five and two. You got the Cardinals at five and two. Unfortunately, the NFC East does get a team in the playoffs with the number four seed Eagles at three, four and one right now, which is that is hilarious in and of itself. Um, So that that to me is going to be more the barometer. If the Bears do not slide into the slide into the playoffs, then, you know, two years in a row, arrows pointing down quarterback issue still not solved then I think you do put Pace and Nagy under serious microscope, Ted Phillips. We, I, Ted Phillips, fire him now. There's no reason for him to be around. He can't be making any any of these decisions anyway. Fucking fire him. Oh, dude, the McCaskies, they must be just way too loyal. What are they, Jerry Reinsdorf? Why are they, why are they keeping him around? Get to him later, I'm sure, in the outro. Um I don't know. I think, as you alluded to, probably nude pictures of at least two McCaskies. It, it's got to be. It makes no sense. He's been there way over 20 years, I think, now. I think we may have met, we mentioned it. I don't even know. I, my memory sucks. But probably closer to 30 years. And I don't know what he does besides make bad hires. It's some, at what point does it catch up to him? I mean, is he is he only on the football side, or is he still, like – in charge of he shouldn't be on the ticket sales side, right? yeah yeah he shouldn't i think that's the biggest problem he should be crane kenny he right. shouldn't be in these meetings to hire a gm or to hire a coach and he is he is in, he's way too involved i think that's always been the fear right like where people used to say the same thing about mike mccaskey and right. now it's ted people trust george more but maybe maybe we shouldn't be trusting george more just because his name isn't mike rest in peace uh, I don't know. I don't know. But blow it all up, I guess, if things continue to go sideways. But fire Ted Phillips yesterday, like you said. Fire Ted Phillips immediately. 
<sighs> yeah, I know there's no we're stuck with the quarterback situation is what it is. Like I, I think Foles is trash. I just I just think we can be more clear about that as fans. I feel like there's a lot of fans who are still holding out hope that he's gonna figure it out and be the guy who won a Super Bowl. He's not that guy. He's fucking awful. He's really not that much better than Mitch. So let's just call it what it is. There's only two guys who have gotten us into this situation, and it's Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. So let's start putting them in check. What do we want to say? Put them on blast. Put them on notice. Put them on notice because they suck. You suck. You're going to say you're going to get better. I don't believe it. So prove me wrong, you stupid fucks. Are you in support of my not even 50% joke last night on Twitter? What you call the Eagles tonight and you say, I got Nick Foles. He's been fantastic for you. He's won you a title. What will you give me for it? How excited would you be, basically, is what I'm saying, if it was announced tomorrow that the Bears traded Nick Foles to the Eagles? For what, though? I mean, you know, uh, you're Phil, saying Phil it doesn't. Indiana said, said – a bag of old Halloween candy. He didn't care. I'm not that desperate to get Foles out of town. No, that that doesn't make sense, right? What I mean, if they I guess... said, "What if they said we, you know, Wentz is clearly not the answer. We're not ready to put Hertz in. We'll give you a fifth rounder for Foles right now. What would you do?" Hmm. I would consider it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right know about now, I don't yeah. know about right now. We're five and three. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving up on the season right now. And I know the well, trade deadline is coming up. Yeah, exactly. Because trade deadlines tomorrow at whatever time. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing going on tomorrow on Tuesday, November. No, 3, I mean, what's what's Wentz's deal right now? I mean, is that does he have a lot of years left on that contract? I mean, we just do a straight swap of full. You get your boy oh, back. Oh, train him for once. <laughs> I'd do it. That's what uh, Brian Doink suggested. That's what he replied to that tweet. Flip okay. him for once. No, I don't know about that. I mean, no. I, I, look, I'm not ready to give up on this season. I just, I just want to be realistic about where things stand. And we're a, we're a bad team. We're a bad offense. That's kind of a fucking problem in the NFL in 2020 if you have a dog shit offense we're not even we just want them to be average they're not even close to that we're a bottom three offense it's fucking ridiculous and so I don't the yeah we're stuck we're stuck we're gonna be stuck for a while fuck you Ryan Pace fuck you Matt Nagy fuck you Juan Castillo I don't know it's not on him I guess but (laughs) fuck you Ted Phillips Fuck oh, you, fuck Ted, Ted fuck Phillips, Phillips, number one, fuck you. Fuck you, Ted Phillips. Fuck you, head of ticket sales. I don't know why. I don't know who that is. You're cool. You're cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, the offense is dog shit. We've been saying it f- since day one of this podcast. Give us the 16th ranked offense in the of in the league, and we'll show you a team that might win the Super Bowl. We're not even close to that right now. Change it up. I don't know what you do. I'm just saying change it up. Tyler Bray, your limo's calling, baby. Let's go. Let's get weird. This has been Bears review against the Saints, or do you got one more thing for us, buddy? I got nothing. Fuck you, Ted Phillips.
See you next segment. Nick Foles, the Bears quarterback, was quoted on the Monday Night Football broadcast calling into question or seeming to some of the Bears play calling, basically saying he didn't have enough time to run what was being called. First of all, I'm told that Matt Nagy, the coach, and Nick Foles got together, clarified, cleared the air. Nagy's not giving up play calling. But more importantly, guys, from what I understand, these two work collaboratively to fix the issue this week. Get the ball out of Foles' hand quickly and get him back to playing like he used to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans, they'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans all the way. Zero dorks. Thank God we get to move on to a different game that does not involve Drew Brees and that fuzzy pile of shit on his face. This week, the Bears visit Nashville, Tennessee, and Dan Doinks is going to walk us through everything we need to know, buddy. Take it from here. Thank you so much, William. The Tennessee Titans. Do you ever want to call them the Titans, or is that just me? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm immature. Who wears just two horny dudes? Okay, the series all time. This includes uh, when they were the Oilers. I feel like that shouldn't count. When you move cities, it's different teams, right? Should be yeah. that way. Jerry Glanville. Yeah, <laughs> he was an Oilers coach. Sure was. Bum Phillips, wasn't he? A... Wish my name was Bum. All right. Series is tied 6-6 all time. How about that? They've only played 12 times before this. Wow, that's neat. Wow. Okay. Last time we played the Titans uh, in Chicago, November 27th, 2016. I was still drunk from the Cubs winning the World Series, so I barely remember this. Uh, Titans win 27-21. Marcus Mariota had 226 yards passing, two touchdowns, 46 yards rushing. I thought he was going to be awesome. Just real dinged up. So that was his problem? Mm, yeah, probably wore too many lays around his neck, right? Oh, good call. Yeah, he was allergic to flowers. Matt Barkley threw 54 passes this game. Whoa, what? Matt Barkley. He was our quarterback. Good times. He had 316 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey was out because he was serving a suspension for doing roids. Marquise Wilson was our leading receiver with 125 yards. Uh, the Bears had a chance to win at the end, but Josh Bellamy, your boy, right? You love Josh Bellamy. He dropped a touchdown in the end zone uh, right at the end of the game. So 
Thank you, Josh Bell. Is he still in football? I think isn't he didn't he get busted for something very serious, federal issue? There's something. Frank, Google it right now. We're live. Um yeah. That was Nate. Got, that was Nate Newton. <laughs> it may have been similar, except I feel like it was more serious. Yeah. Josh Bellamy, I think, is in a lot of trouble with the fuzz. Insurance fraud or something, right? I thought it was Maybe. something related to that. Some type of Maybe. small business loan scam with the pandemic or something. I could be way off base. Maybe we could cut this out. Who cares? Leave it in. Okay, Bill. No. Last time that we have played in Nashville, Tennessee, fuck you, Memphis, November 11th, 2012. Bears win 51 to 20. Six straight win for the Bears. Peanut forced four fumbles. Awesome. Do you remember? Uh, you remember? You're shaking your head. Yes, I remember this game. Just ridiculous. Every oh, time the ball was, came to him, he was just punching the shit out of it. It was so awesome. That's one of like my best random regular season game memories. Was that game? Erlacher was unbelievable. Yeah, the defense was just it was outrageous. You're right. Yeah, QAnon's top reporter Brian Erlacher did score a pick six during that game, so that was cool before he started getting real into conspiracy theories. Uh, Bears scored on a block punt as well. Corey Wooten scored. That's fun. What? I don't remember that. Uh, Cutler threw three touchdowns. Forte at 103 yards rushing, 45 yards receiving. Once again, I'll bring his name up because he was awesome and he should be in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. We ruined him. I don't think he really should be in the Hall of Fame, but he should have been a Hall of Fame player. If he was, if we didn't ruin him, okay, I'll okay, go with that. Yeah, thank you so much, Brandon Marshall. 122 yards receiving, three touchdowns. Matt Hasselbeck was a Titans quarterback. Oh wow, he had a mediocre day. Chris Johnson had 141 yards rushing. He was awesome for a short stint. He was. He was very fast, and he was like 4.19 in the 40 or something crazy yeah. like that. Did he race a cheetah or something? That did just I came to mind in the middle of, yeah, when I was thinking that either, yeah, he did or said he was going to, and then that was very short-lived. Like, his career is short-lived, right? He, Pretty I know short. running backs don't last a while, but he did not last long at all. He had a 2,000-yard season, didn't he, rushing? I feel like he had, like, so. some ridiculous, uh, good for him. Yeah, fine. He seemed all right. Yeah, it's fine. Harmless. Do we want to talk about Steve McNair at all? Are we are we far enough away from it? Yeah, I was wondering if you would. That was unfortunate. Was he? Was it a murder suicide? Yeah, I don't remember. It yeah, was. It was like his girlfriend, not his wife. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think the final straw was? I don't know. I'm fe- I'm uncomfortable now. My guess, if you don't mind me chiming in here, my guess is um, ultimately his girlfriend did not want him to go to Alcorn State. But uh, okay, that doesn't make any sense if you follow the timeline. It doesn't at all. Hey, I'm going to get off this subject, uh, but I want to go back to the last night's game, yesterday's game. How annoying was it that they? when Drew Brees threw that last touchdown that they kept showing breaking news at the bottom of the screen. And they're like, Drew Brees, 
four-time Pro Bowler. Nah, that wasn't it. Whatever it was, it sounded like he had died. If you had just yes. read it, and I was like, oh, my God, did Drew Brees die on the sidelines? Like, just broke the record for all-time touchdown passes. He just passed Tom Brady. Brady's playing tonight. Like, Brady's already passed him tonight. So that was weird, right? And they just yeah. kept showing. It was driving me nuts. Driving it's me fucking It's not breaking crazy. news. No, it's absolutely. Not. Were you Grow just, up. Were you looking at the sideline thinking Jameis is getting warm because Drew is just tragically passed? Yes. Would If Drew Brees goes down, is Taysom Hill the backup quarterback, or do they bring Jameis in? Honestly, don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's – you any more thoughts on no, you no. any more thoughts I, on the game? I really like Steve McNair actually. I was a huge Steve McNair fan. I don't know he why was awesome. I was, but I loved him. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was fucking sad. Very tragic. Very tragic. F- fuck you who shot him, whoever you are. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Very uh, controversial let's go. take. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the guy who s- supports John Wayne Gacy, so I feel like I need to say things like that out loud. Because you may feel differently. That's all I'm saying. No, all I'm saying there is, like, we just need to look at all the facts and find out if he was framed. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Let's go to the coaches. Uh, Mike Vrabel, head coach. You've heard of him. He's been the head coach since 2018. Started coaching uh, in 2011 at Ohio State. He's just had kind of sweet jobs all the way through Ohio State, then right to the Texans. And now he's, uh, he's doing well. Where do you stand on Vrabel? I'm a fan. I I would trade coaches tomorrow if he said, "Hey, would can you flip Nagy for Vrabel?" I would. I absolutely would. Uh, said he would cut off his penis if he won a Super Bowl. Right? Wasn't that a thing yep. that he said going into last season? He did, and he wasn't that far off. Oh. <laughs> They were up big against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, right? Whoops, I bet his penis was going inverted then. Uh, he's a meat, just a total meatball. I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed he would have been this good. I no. feel like a good fit. I would, Derrick Henry gets hurt or retires, I think they're going to be bad. I think that's fair. Yeah. Hey, yeah, this uh, Ryan Tannehill's not going to be full of pixie dust forever. No, that's right. That's right, buddy. Uh, Wikipedia tells me in March of 2011, Vrabel was arrested and charged with a Class D felony for theft at an Indiana casino. It was not clear which casino. Rick, let us know what you what you hear. Uh, According to the reports, the incident involved eight bottles of beer at a deli. There were literally no other details. How did I not know about this? This is amazing. Yeah, it had to have been right when he started at Ohio State because <laughs> he started coaching in 2011. This was March, so apparently, um, who's the Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer had to be there then, right? He's like, "Ooh, I like this guy. He does illegal stuff. Get him on my staff." Ooh, oh, I wonder if he beats his wife because I'm into that too. Coaches who are domestic abusers fuck you urban meyer you're a prick any thoughts on urban meyer i (laughs) i can't argue with any of that i can't okay all right offensive coordinator is a gentleman named arthur smith uh are you troubled by guys who go by arthur not art yeah i picture that that uh stupid cartoon that my kids kind of liked for a little while that 
Well, I don't even know what kind of animal he was. He wore glasses, though. I believe he's an Mole? aardvark. Oh, an aardvark. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Glasses or and a, ha- a sweater? Right? Or a hamster. I don't know. He I don't like give a real a shit. prick. He's a real yeah. prick. Yeah. His sister's an asshole, right? Isn't that the whole thing? His sister is just I, a total bitch. I don't, know. I don't pay attention to anybody else in his in his house, his aardvark house, to be honest with the you okay. pervert. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Arthur Smith has been with the Titans since 2011. He was he's been the OC since last year. Smith is one of nine children. Ugh. How about that? Here's Gross. a fun fact as well. His dad founded FedEx. And what? his dad is worth $5.4 billion. That's... So fuck you, Art Smith. It's art. Go yeah. fuck yourself. It's art. That's a big Memphis thing, FedEx. That's that's the headquarters. So that's controversial. Nashville versus Memphis. Stay tuned for fans and eggs. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay, the tight end coach is a guy named Todd Downing. He actually went to University of Minnesota and was there the same time I was there. However, he was not involved with gopher football, but played semi-pro football for a team called the Minnesota Maulers from 2000 to 2002. What is that? Uh, it doesn't even sound like arena, right? That's... I, I know I've mentioned this gentleman a couple times, one of our favorite eggs, Phil. Let's ask him because I believe okay, he played semi-pro ball, right? Maybe yes, he played that's with, right. Who did Maybe. you say? Tom Browning? Uh, Todd Downing. <laughs> Close enough. Not a, not a big know-my-consonants guy. Consonants? There you go. Yep, you got it. Sh- shut up, Phil. So while he was also in school and playing for the Minnesota Maulers, he worked as an intern with the Vikings and starting in 20, uh, 2001. He became the qu- a quality control coach for the Vikings in 2005. Bounced around a bit, was a Raiders QB coach from 2015 to 2017. Uh, and uh, PFF uh, voted him in 2015 to be the QB coach of the year. How about that? Good for him. How, how do you gauge that? No how do idea. you do that? Come on. They're just clickbait. It's a clickbait company. He was the Raiders OC in 2017. Uh, Derek Carr was in the Pro Bowl, made the Pro Bowl that year, but he was promptly fired. So, whoops. Okay. Oh, all right, a little burp there. The QB coach is a guy named Pat O'Hara. He was a key, no. He's been the QB coach. Uh, do you know him? No? no. You don't believe you, you me? Made oh, okay. You made him up. Okay. All right, fair enough. He's been the QB coach there since 2018. He was Rodney Pete's backup at USC. He's been a part of 16 movies as a football consultant or an actor. He played a quarterback in Any Given Sunday and The Waterboy. Uh, I'm kind of jealous of this guy's life, actually, now that yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, he sounds pretty cool. He like, grew up in California, and he just... Acting in movies and getting bitches. All right. Uh, the uh, safeties coach is a guy named Scott Booker. When you put Scott Booker in a Wikipedia, it just immediately directs you to the Wikipedia page for the Flaming Lips. Uh, after doing some digging, apparently their manager was or is. Uh, his name is Scott Booker. 
That's all I got. Like big immediately. Flaming lips, lips guy? I don't know. It's just weird. You put Scott Booker, like that seems like a common name. You put it in there, it doesn't even like, ask like, oh, do you want Scott Booker from the Flaming Lips? Nope, it just takes you right there. Just redirects your ass. So I got nothing else on him. That's it. A little bit of inside Wikipedia there for you fans. <sighs> uh, inside linebacker coach is Jim Haslett. Remember that motherfucker? I do. Saints head coach from uh, 2000 to 2005. He was uh, drafted in the second round by the Bills in 1979 out of Indiana University of Pennsylvania. He was NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 79. Oh, oh, wow. So he was actually all right. Uh, He admitted in a 2005 interview that he was a steroid user. Oh, boy. So there you go. Wow. All right, I got uh, one more. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. I got one more coach, uh, defensive back coach. His name is Anthony Midget. He was it's his first year with the Titans. Not a whole lot on him, but I found this to be very odd. There are two separate references in his on his Wikipedia page to having a short lived playing career. Anthony Midget. Short lived playing career. Um does he know the roll-offs? I don't know how he wouldn't. <laughs> how how do you end up with that last name? I don't know. Like, how does Midget. that happen? At Anthony Ellis Island, Midget. right? Like, <laughs> eh, I don't know what your last name was in your former country, but you, you're going to be midget here in America. Yeah, I feel like you can change that up. What would you go with if you were Anthony Midget and they're like, you get to pick a new last name? What do you go with? Um, wow, that is a fantastic question. I, I'd go with Dwarf, personally. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I, you're welcome. I think I would go with Cornish Hen. Oh. Would, it, would there be a dash between Cornish and Hen or roll together as one word? Or what are we looking at here? There'd be a tilde somewhere is that a thing that's above a letter tilde is that the squiggly line not a big letters guy i don't know or is that like the double like the double dot thing that you see like in motley crew i'm not sure oh i have no idea i do one of those for sure i don't know where i'd put it oh oh but but i'd put it somewhere an anthony midget yep in his short lived playing career just felt like a lot of emphasis on short. It felt wrong. That's all I'll say. Was was it uh, was it bold, like in bold type on Wikipedia, just to really lay it on thick, or no? I think only in my mind. Did, how was their website, the Titans Great. website? Great. It was really okay. really well organized. Yeah, we're we're on a good clip here. Thanks for asking, by the way. Okay, front office, they're the owner. I didn't know much about the ownership of this team. Is someone the principal owner is Amy Adams Strunk. She's the daughter of Bud Adams, who died in 2013, I think. I don't know. Who cares? Um, There wasn't much on her, but on Wikipedia it says she's been more receptive to feedback. Apparently her dad didn't give a shit. That part I made up. Uh, many fans refer to her as the name Mom. They just call her Mom. Who does that? 
That's gross. Knock it off, I don't, Tennessee. Yeah, why? Mom? Are you just talking about the Titans? You're like, ooh, I hope mom can hire someone good. No, grow up. Grow up, Titans fans. I didn't mean that. Sorry, Martha. You'll hear her later. She's great. Uh, it mentions, mentions she's an avid fox hunter. Wow. Who hunts for fox? Oh, boy. This, the problem with fox hunters is you could come across a Cornish hen. Like, I oh. feel like that's... That's part. That's a big problem in my world. Do the fox hunt the Cornish hen, or do you think, like hunt the Cornish hen as like a bonus in the fox hunting process? I think they like their habitat is similar, right? They're like a real like they both hang around a lot of leaves and trees, probably. So you can accidentally shoot a Cornish hen who is in a full blown tuxedo, and not to say that you thought it was a fox, but like. You're hungry. Foxes are foxes, right? Sly like a fox. So I, I can't imagine you're going to shoot a fox very easily because they're so fucking sly. So the Cornish hen is right there being polite. And you're hungry if you're out there hunting for fox. So you're obviously hunting for food that night. <laughs> and um, who's the owner again? Ma? I think Ma would, Ma would shoot a Cornish hen right in the dick hole. So I have an important question for you. Does a fox speak with similar class that a Cornish hen does? I don't think so. I think foxes, um, no, no. I think they'd be like, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm a fox, but you can't find me. You can hear me right now. But I'm under a big bush of leaves. I'm sly. I'm sly. Go find a Cornish hen. They suck. I think you nailed it. Thank you so much. <laughs> we got any more Fox talk? Or are we good there? I think we're good, right? We're good. Okay. The general manager is a gentleman named John Robinson. He's been the G- GM for the Titans. <laughs> that Fox got me. <laughs> Let me crack a beer here. Uh, he's been the t- GM since 2016. Fans refer to him as J-Rob. That's cool. That's pretty cool, huh? Uh, he was a scout for the Patriots from t- 2002 to 2013, and Wikipedia lists him as a two-time Super Bowl champion. That shouldn't count, right? No. As a scout? No. No. Get out of that's here with that a, that's shit. That's Mike Lombardi shit, isn't that? Yes. Big time. Big time. Mike Lombardi. Oh, I wish you hadn't said it. Fuck you, Mike Lombardi. You suck. Arthur Blank is an MLS champion. But you, J-Rob, are not a Super Bowl champion. You didn't earn that. All right, that's all I got for front office. Uh, no Illini or Gophers on this team. So Big mistake. For who? Them. Not us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's all I got, buddy. That's a little – that was not too electric this time around. They were, They were pretty clean up and down the board. I didn't like that. It's fresh, though. This is fresh. It's been at least four years, probably four years. I think it's an every four-year thing, right, where you play the play the AFC South. Yeah, 2016, uh, Cubs have just won the World Series. Uh, this is the anniversary tonight. Oh. Four years tonight, so kind of surprised you didn't say happy anniversary to me. But What were you doing at 10, 11 Central Time? Was that probably rain delay time almost? Yeah, right about now? drinking heavily. I was very drunk. 
Um, I think during the rain delay, I started drinking Fireball out of the bottle as well. Oh so I was a disaster by uh, by the end of the game. It's a good time. Yeah, the rain delay was not fun. I didn't have fun during the whole uh, playoffs. I didn't enjoy it at all. So I can't imagine how much worse it would have been if they actually lost. Like, I, I'm going to die like five years earlier than I would have if not for that run. And if they would have lost that, I, I, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. And that would be a shame. So thank God for the salami stick of Jason Hayward giving his team a real, a real how's your daughter there in the clubhouse, leading them and inspiring them, right? Isn't that the thing? Like Jason Hayward had a few words during the rain delay, really got them jazzed. That's that's what I understand. That's right. Not a big was that the fox guy. again? That was the fox again, right? <laughs> no, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. Whatever. Anywho, this has been. Thank you, Dan. By the way, thank you for walking You're us welcome. through Tennessee, Nashville specifically. Fuck you, Memphis fans and eggs. Thank you for another review of Bears Titans. I'm Anthony Little People. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero dykes! Yes. Yes. Zero dykes! Yes. Go! Zero dykes! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Hams and bread, you stupid bastards. Let's get to it. Gambling, gambling, gambling. Win, win, win. Money, money, money. Have a good one at the windows. Bears are dogs again this week, as everyone probably knew. Bill, how how are you doing gambling-wise in general? Well, um, I'm doing okay, I would say. I did open an account with William Hill recently because of the risk-free $300 thing, okay? Put $300 on Bears money line to beat the Rams. Whoops! Whoops. And then I was told by customer service that that was not covered by risk-free whatever because I had asked them prior to putting my $300 in. So I signed up for the account. I did not make a deposit quickly. I asked somebody on the on email. Nobody responded. I went to the chat. They said, no, you're good. You're absolutely covered. Put the money in. Put the money on. Lost. Got an email the next day from the email that said, no, I'm sorry. There's too much time that's elapsed between creating your account. Anyway, long story short, got that $300 back. It's coming back to my Chase account. Here's a plug for Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase. <laughs> J.P. Morgan Chase. Give us some hot money, guys, for that sponsorship. Basically, I've been out of the game waiting for that 300 to hit. So I'll be back soon. All right. How about well, you, Dan? How, how have you been doing recently? Not good at all. And I let me just apologize to you, Coach Cuse and uh, Rick, because I've been texting you about all of my bad, bad picks. And I'm currently on a 16-wager losing streak right now. So... I'm a mess. I might need to f- sleep in a ditch somewhere soon. No, I suck at gambling. So keep that in mind when I give you picks that I like. Don't take them. Do not take them because I suck at gambling. I know, you know, typically 
and I text you guys those things. I was like, oh boy, I am on a I am on a cold streak. I just more think it's funny. Like I'm kind of impressed with myself that I could be this bad. Nobody wants to hear about. Oh, tell me about your fantasy team. Let me tell you about this bad beat I got in fantasy. I just figured you guys would enjoy hearing about me being a dog shit gambler. Is that true, or should I stop? Well, no, I I like the conversation because I'm a big you got to talk to your fellow humans guy, but I don't like to hear you in pain, financially, emotionally, sexually, like that. That does not bring me pleasure, Dan. Oh, I get that. I get that, and I appreciate that. It's just, it's just an awful streak that I've never seen before, and I'm like I said, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with myself. Oh, for my last 16. Oh, whoops. I need a break. All right. Let's go to the Bears line. Bears are plus six this week. Over-unders 46 and a half. Bears are five and three against the spread. Matches their win-loss record. Over is three and five for the Bears. Titans are two and five against the spread. Over is five, one, and one for the Titans. They only trail the Saints now on overs saints are seven and oh now on overs so there's a little tidbit to last week uh what do you like bill you know what i like dan (laughs) thank you for the reminder um i saw it at plus six and a half early from brad's bigs uh but apparently all that chicago money push it down half a point congratulations chicago uh, I love a good money line as established on every week. <laughs> this week, though, that's a big line. That is a big line. I, and I think the Titans are better than the Rams, and I think they're better than the Saints. So I would go Bears plus six, but I'm not confident enough to go Bears money line. So, I Yeah. Bears plus six. I know that's against everything I believe. What, what's the what's the uh, total again? I apologize. I know you said it. Yeah, pay attention. 46 and a half. I know. I feel like Mike Mulligan right there not listening to his guest. Um, I would – I'd go over, actually. I'd go over. I'd go – so that's what I do. I do parlay. I do plus six bears and uh, plus uh, – yeah, whatever. I'd, I'd, I'd go the over, and, uh, yeah, I feel like I'd make some money. So I really do because parlays can't miss. All right, good. Yeah, no, I like the you? Titans. No, I don't like the Bears plus six. If it was seven, maybe. Uh, nope, don't like it. Bears, just, I think the wheels come completely off this week. Excuse me. Uh, I like the under. I like the I like the opposite. I like the Titans and the under this week. So, I don't know. I'm not confident. I'm, I'm still sad. They hurt me. They hurt me too much. So, one of us would win. Probably not me. Mm, we would split though we'd get one wrong out of those two so if you'd parlay them don't do that you got to make the right picks because you know that's what it's all about make the right picks put money in your wallet just like this next guy his name is rick fieldsman he lives in east chicago indiana and let's be honest he's been on a bit of a cold streak two straight weeks where he's had a tie almost impossible but he's going to give his three hot, hot picks. Rick Fieldsman, he take it away, buddy. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. 
Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Rick and spreads featuring me rick fieldsman all right doinkers we are back after an action-packed weekend rick gave you the hottest picks of all time last week when went oh and two you know what? It happens sometimes. What are you going to do? You just got to keep hitting the window. Just keep showing up. Uh, went 0-2, by the way. One of my bets was voided. The guy I picked did not start. He did score a goal. However, they voided my bet. So I'm going to chalk that up to a nothing. Anyways, last week is in the past. That's a fact. This week, I have the hottest picks. I have dug deep into the... The, the websites, the internets, the books, the magazines, I dug so deep. I have the hottest picks. I'm here bringing you the hot, hot picks. Bears, horrible team. They are terrible. This Wims guy is just punching anything. He doesn't care. I don't care anymore. That's where we're at right now. Doesn't mean anything. Let's get to the picks. Here we go. Hands and spreads. Pick one. All right, here we go. We're starting off Thursday night football. Green Bay Packers at San Francisco 49ers. Packers are three and a half point favorites. I love the Packers on Thursday. They lost to the Vikings. They looked terrible, but Dalvin Cook was scrambling up those eggs, and the Packers are going to destroy the San Francisco 49ers. You know what? This is guaranteed. How is this not pick three? Why? This week, the easiest picks of all time. I'm going to go out there and say, parlay these three, quadruple your money, probably more than that. I had the hottest picks this week. Packers, three and a half points. You give the points. You take the Packers. They are going to win Thursday night. You're going to take those funds, and we're going to get them into the weekend. So that's pick number one. We'll see what we got next. Hands and spreads. Pick two. Oh my gosh, I keep going back English Premier League soccer. Everybody is begging me to keep providing these picks. I tied the first pick I gave two weeks ago. Last week, my bet was voided. I have the hottest pick this week. The hottest pick. Sunday, 10.30 a.m., Manchester United versus Liverpool. Manchester, sorry, Manchester City. Manchester City versus Liverpool. We got Manchester City minus 107 to win. I love Manchester City. They are an incredible team. Liverpool, a bunch of dogs out there. Manchester City, time in and time out. They have just the best players, the biggest shoes. Their players have the biggest heads. I love Manchester City minus 107. We're going to pick them to win. You're going to be Two wins on the weekend. Let's see if we can get that third. Here we go. Hands and spreads. Pick three. Printing money. a week. Oh, sorry. A little audio problem there. Uh, no sponsors. We went 0-2, unfortunately. But that's all right. I have the hottest picks this week. And how are we rounding it out? The Houston Open 2020. That is golf that's being played, I assume, down in Houston. 
you know who we're putting the money on. Dusty Johnson. Top 10 finish, plus 100. The easiest bet and the board of all time. He's been hanging out with the Gretzkys for the last couple weeks, last couple months. He's going to Houston, going to Texas. COVID's running rampant. He'll be okay. Plus 100 for the top 10. There might only be top 10 players playing. This might be the easiest bet of all time. Anyways, we're going Dustin Johnson, plus 100. Three of the hottest picks you've ever seen. Bears are terrible. Zero doinks are amazing. Let's bring it back to the boys. And as always, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment. Hams and spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman's the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick can make you a lot of money. Oh my goodness. He took me by surprise this week, Dan. How about you? For sure. Big bounce back week for Richard and none of his thumbs. I love it. I love Rick's picks. I love his enthusiasm. Was he in a tunnel? Or was the audio just bad on my end? I think, um, yeah. I mean, my guess is, don't you think he's probably living under a bridge right now? And that's probably where he recorded that from. I do, I do. I didn't want to say it out loud, but I definitely think there definitely sounded like there was traffic going by very closely to his head. Uh, Good luck, Rick. I hope you can get out of that bridge situation, you fucking troll. Do you think Fieldsman is an original name, or do you think that's an Ellis Island? I'm just going to switch it to this. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that name actually was intended for Anthony Midget, but the Fieldsman family uh, took that over. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, absolutely. Uh, so Rick, I believe, is 15-16-2, so he's no longer making you money until this week. He's going to go on a hot roll. He's yet to go 3-0, and but it's happening this week. How about your picks, Dan? Get off the schneid. What you got? Anything else taken up your mental capacity? No? Do you not have any picks this week? No picks. No picks. I got some teasers for you, but nothing I like straight up. Sorry. I don't know what I don't know what's what anymore. I don't know up from down anymore, Bill. I just don't know. Flip a fucking coin. I don't know what to tell you. Play rock, paper, scissor with your kids. I don't fucking know. It's all the same to me. But I got some teasers for you if you're interested. Are you interested? I am. I want to be teased. Okay. All right. All right. We got Seahawks giving two and a half at the Bills. You're going to get them at plus five and a half. Seahawks are good. Bills may be mediocre. Kansas City minus 12 versus Carolina at home. You're going to tease them down to minus five. Raiders plus one and a half at San Diego. San Diego loves choking away leads. Is that right? I think that's right. You're going to get the Raiders plus eight and a half. So you have Seahawks plus five and a half. Kansas City minus five and a half. Raiders plus eight and a half. Put them all together. I don't give a shit. I don't care what you do. I'm broke. I'm poor. I don't know what's going on. There's your teasers. Bye. Should people, and how would you feel if people faded you, Dan? Would you support that? Would you feel personally offended? No, I want someone to win money. Yes, I would not be if I would not be offended at all. I want someone to get rich off of my dumb picks. So do it, love it, lick it, stick it, list it, 
jam it, ram it, cram it, do it now. Wow. That is a new Daft Punk hit right there. That was fantastic. That sounded great. Dan, thank you for your contribute to this segment. Thank you, Rick Fieldsman, for yours. As always, this has been Hams and Bread, which is a little bit of hams and spreads in the middle of that turkey sandwich. See you next segment. Dwight Legacy is more than bricks and mortar, sir. I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. Why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. Still haven't given up on me. Never. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bear's Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Welcome back, Bears Fantasy Corner. Ooh, is there a bear you fantasize about or not? Who cares? Bill, you are five and three on the year after a very exciting week. I had Demetrius Harris, who ended up with zero points. You had Mitch, who for some reason they brought him in to run the ball. He had point three points. So you win again. Good job, Bill. Thanks. You that's exactly how you imagined it, right? Yes, it is. I instead of the two hundred yards and two touchdowns that I predicted, I wanted one rush for three yards. Thanks, Matt Nagy. That made a lot of sense. Just do that for one play and that's it. I don't understand it. But this is not an analysis of Matt Nagy segment. This is Bears Fantasy Corner. And if you don't mind, Dan, I'm gonna lead off with my pick for the week. Do it. For those of you that still play Daily Fantasy, here's an opportunity to get rich. So we all saw a lot of things happen on Sunday, right? We saw it was emotional. We saw the defense play well enough to hang in the game. We saw Cairo Santos kick a ball very, very far. And we saw an offense that was troubled for the most part per usual. One of those people that was most troubled was Javon Wims. Punch, 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 punch. So somebody has to come in and take his spot this week. His name, as Dan and I call him, Ridley Ridley. He is going to come in. He is going to shock the world with two catches for 13 yards, but one of them is going to hit pay dirt for a touchdown. Wims is going to score, and he's going to fill your pockets with cash. Whoops, you said Wims. Ridley. Oh, shit. Riley Ridley, Ridley Ridley, whatever you want. Pick a Ridley. He will get you a win. Bears Fantasy Corner. That's funny. I almost picked Ridley myself, but I opted out at the last second. I'm like, I should probably take someone for real. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Mooney this week. I took him last week and then switched it up to Harris. That was a bad move. I have Mooney with 15 catches, 225 yards, but no touchdowns. He's not going to get in the end zone. So there you go. That's my click to pick. Mooney. I'm blanking on his first name. Dar- Daryl? Darnell. Darnell. Jesus Christ. Too many hams. Darnell Mooney. 15 catches, 225 yards, zero touchdowns. Probably fumble. Probably fumble once, but it won't matter. There you go. Will he Will he recover the fumble? <laughs> nope. Probably not. Probably not, Bill. Thanks for asking, though. 
you're absolutely welcome. Who? Okay. First of all, I'm going to beat you this week. There's no doubt. Again, I'm going to take a three-game lead. Anybody have a great week? Anybody have a shit week throughout the league? I feel like you might have some numbers for us, buddy. I do. Do you want to guess who the top performers were this week? Danny DeVito. Ooh, super close. Patrick, don't call me Pat Mahomes, had 51 points. Dalvin Cook, Viking, he had a huge game, 47 points. And Russell Wilson, he's in this top three a lot. He had 41 fantasy points. Those are the top performers. Any thoughts on those Bills? Bills, Um, I just called you Bills. (laughs) Buffalo Bills. Well, I love that Delvin Cook continues to give us a little bit of Bears hope. Uh, He was unbelievable. I watched a fair amount of that game on the 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock. He was great. Could not stop him. He was great. I'm glad his groin is healthy, but I hope we tear it in a couple of weeks. I agree. That was a surprise. They manhandled the Packers. Fuck you, Packers. Fuck you. All right, now let's get to the Taysom Hill Trash Performers of the Week presented by Glad. I, it's still a sponsorship. I don't care. He's trash. He had one good week. It just happened to be against the Bears. Who gives a shit? I don't care. We have three negative players this week. Dante Pettis, wide receiver for the 49ers, finished with negative two points. I think he got hurt as well. I think there's a theme here. These yeah. guys blow out their knees and just <laughs> fling the ball into the air. I'm not happy about it. I hope you're all right. Uh, Chris Herndon, tight end for the Jets, had negative 1.45 points. I don't believe he got injured, so that's good. P.J. Walker, quarterback for the Panthers, came in, threw a few passes. I don't know why. Negative uh, .38 points. Weird. And then, uh, just to be fair, Taysom Hill had 13 points. Who cares? Whatever. That's it. Wow. That's it. He, like, dub- he like doubled his fantasy points this week. <laughs> It actually felt like a lot more than 13. I'm kind of – I'm happy that it was only 13. He's still Old. a pile of trash. He's a pile of trash, you trash bag. Yeah, no, he sucks. I, I still don't get it. He's making – I looked it up today. He's going to make uh, – fuck. Bear with me for a second. He's making almost $10 million this year. Next year he'll make uh, over $12 million. Too many Why? millions. Yeah. Too many millions. Just gross. Just gross. I don't understand it at all. He's not that good. He's not fooling anybody. He, I fooled the Bears a little bit, but he's, he's not throwing the ball. What, what are people doing? Just load the load the box. When he's uh-huh. in there, he's just going to run it. I don't, I don't understand it. Pulling Breeze off the field, that's going to bite him in the ass in a big spot late in the year. It did in the Packers game, right? Was that yes. when it burned him? It burned him. Yeah. So... I can't wait for that to blow up. Fuck you, Taysom Hill. You're trash. Thank you, Glad. Dan, Dan, I have a question for you, buddy. Yeah? How was your Halloween? Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Thank you very much. I was uh, Harry Potter, not to be confused with Harry Twatter. It was pretty good. I did go to a little neighborhood outing outdoor outing don't worry social distancing was being had by all and there was a guy there uh, a guy i don't really know that well in a full clown costume like a Are like you an fucking with me right now no like an old timey like you know like pointy hat and he had the face paint with like a a smile like not like the joker face paint but he was like an old-timey clown. It was terrifying. It was dark. 
and he's trying to carry on a con- we had a very long conversation about oddly enough what we feel about dominoes and little caesars came up bill and i thought of you clowns and little caesars and it was terrifying and then he went so far to like chase the kids around outside and one of my daughters was legitimately like in tears she's like i am frightened and he tried to apologize and she just wa- basically said get out of my fucking face who does that and are you did you say that not many of you really knew who this fucker was too, right? Is that accurate or no? Am he, I am I jumping he, the gun? I didn't know him. I would say he, to the people who were hosting the party knew him, but like his wife his wife was there. She had no costume on. You Weird. can't just roll up solo with a full like clown outfit. And I found out later through uh Jordan Doinks that he apparently borrowed that costume from a coworker who couldn't wear it this year because he's on his honeymoon. <laughs> so like, so like, a lot going on here. A lot going on. So the dude, I, I don't even know how this comes up. Like, the the coworker is like, oh, I'm so bummed. I gotta go. I gotta go on my honeymoon during this pandemic. You know, I, I really love wearing my vintage clown costume, and the guy goes. I'd love to borrow that from you. Could I take that off your hands this year? What? What? In what world is that normal? He, it was creepy, Bill. I'm not gonna lie to you. I John Wayne Gacy popped in my head multiple times, and I locked all of my doors that night. Uh, was there any wig work on this costume? No wigs, no wigs. But he had like a pretty good size hat that covered up his dome. It was it was strange, Bill. I don't know what to tell you. Big shoes, like big clown shoes. The paint, like the face paints, what takes it pushes it over the edge. If you're throwing on a clown costume and you're just like, ah, I'm just kind of mailing it in. I found this clown costume. Then I'm, I'll I'll cut you some slack. But you spend some time with like multiple colors and tiny pencils going on your face. Yeah, you need to be locked up immediately. Uh, so you said you were Harry Potter, not to be confused with Harry Twatter. Were you, did you ride a broom? I, like I said, I, I've never really watched it. So no, I was a half-assed, uh, Harry Potter. I had like glasses and a shirt that said Hogwarts and a tie. And that's it. That's it, buddy. That's all I got. That's how an adult should do it. That's, that's totally fair. Um, Frank and I were, were, uh, Frank in Ohio. I was just trying to find the the thread. I thought it was via DMS, but we must've put it on actual Twitter. When you mentioned you were talking about Domino's and little Caesars with somebody, we were also talking about it. And I, I wanted, I wanted his thoughts. And this is grease tank. We're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, about the uh, little Caesars, uh, logo. If he had any thoughts about uh that guy's crazy bread and i think he thought that the reason that they didn't really they don't really show his penis that much is that like you don't want the customer to feel insignificant about their own manhood while they're eating the pizza and crazy bread and i think he's right like it's like (laughs) you assume the guy's got a hog based on the toga but they don't want to put it out there in front of you, literally, right? 
I love Frank. I love yeah. all of our eggs, but I, God damn it, Frank, you hit all the right notes all the time. Yeah, you can't you can't be walking into a Little Caesars to pick up your pizza for your five year old's birthday party and see a a cartoon Greek god with an absolute just giant hog hanging off of his torso. You can't do that. No, no, no. That's just bad business. Everybody knows that. Do you do? You would use like cartoon penises in your office, Bill? Well, if I was running a pizza shop. And that pizza shop was Jet's Pizza, for example. Uh, I've heard the pizza's good, but I personally have never gone there because every time I think of Jet's Pizza, it's usually at a location that's next to like a cat house, like a like some sort of pet store. So I always assume that there's going to be like cat pubes in the pizza, so I'm out. So in order to fight that, like if you say, no, 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 no. I know we're next to this 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 you know food store. You got a lot of a lot of gamma ray fish. You got a lot of cats, dogs, whatever, what have you, what not. What I would do if I was Jets, yeah, I'd absolutely, I, yeah, I'd say, you know what, come here, and your penis is going to grow. Is that what you asked me? I just I, I blacked out. You're absolutely talking about the Jets pizza on Ogden Avenue in Naperville. <laughs> I know that to be a fact because I know that place. <laughs> Uh, I've also never had Jets pizza because I know someone who used to work at one and he was an absolute creep. So I know that their their hiring standards are very low. So I don't after this, I don't think the Jets is going to be a sponsor of this segment. But thank you, Spirit. We'll see you next year. Thank you for sponsoring Paris Fantasy Corner and other parts of Zero Doinks. They've always sponsored Fantasy Corner, right? It only makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no. It's what do we fantasy. do for a sponsor, though, for now that it's non-Halloween? Is there like a Thanksgiving pop-up shop that that be like called Turkey Dicks or something that we can call? <laughs> I think just turkeys in general are are sponsoring this. Just turkeys. All right, we're we're fair. getting ready to die. Turkeys. <laughs> Thanks for having it. It's been a good run. Turkeys. Get it at your local jewels. Yes, at the local jewels. This has been another riveting Bears Fantasy Corner. We cannot wait for you to slip into our DMs and tell us how much hot cash you won because of our advice. Thank you, Dan, for giving us the high and the low. Danny DeVito, Little Caesar's penis. Garlic bread penis. Oh, uh, this, this would be a good time to say stay tuned for... <laughs> Fans and eggs. Sorry, Martha. I feel like we've completely ruined this for our last two guests. The next segment. If you live in Tennessee or you know somebody in Tennessee and you have a big problem with Memphis or Nashville, you're going to want to stay tuned to hear about the rivalry that I didn't know about and Dan didn't know about. Martha, you were fantastic. You have a great story. Please don't press stop, loyal listeners. Fans and eggs this week is as hot as ever. Martha in Tennessee coming up next. Sarah Doinks. Don't touch a sloth. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer from Topeka to Maine. From Tokyo to Spain, 
we all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train. I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Back to Zero Doinks. This is Fans and Eggs, our wonderful weekly segment where Dan and I visit a Bears fan that does not live in Illinois because we're boring and we live in Chicago and we want to hear from people that are not boring. And this week we have a very exciting and excited guest, Martha in Tennessee, the first female that has accepted our invitation on Fans and Eggs. So thank you for that, Martha. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Now I'm a little nervous if no other females have accepted it before. I mean, oh, technically our wives have been on, but um, reluctantly they've joined us and they made fun of us pretty much for the entire time. So I might you know, do that too. That's fair. That's totally fair. You should. Absolutely. Martha, What? Um, how'd you become a Bears fan? And you're going to have to explain the combination that we see here uh, to the, to the listening audience? Well, um, so I'm born and raised in Nashville and I was a Houston Oilers fan and there were none others in Nashville and everyone made fun of me. So, um, in 98, um, when they came here, I was, you know, what are the odds that your favorite team is going to move to your hometown? Right. And that's the same year that I got hired and joined the FBI. So I got assigned to Chicago. And to be honest, I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> I didn't know about anything above the Mason Dixon line, right? Because I just did. And they're like, you're going to Chicago. And I'm like, doesn't it get cold there? Like, I didn't know anything about it other than great sports and great food. So um, when I moved there, like you, the sporting, the fan community in Chicago is unlike anything. It, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that it's nothing like that here in Nashville. <laughs> um, but you just get caught up in it. Like it's, it's like a crap, you know, you just, it's, it's amazing, really. Like I didn't know anything about hockey at all. And um, I had to, and when I supervised special events, I worked the Stanley Cup and I was in the command post with all these, you know, Chicago PD people. And they were so passionate and they were so sweet to me because I asked all kinds of questions, you know, because um, I didn't understand the sport. Um, but you just get caught up in it. Like, so, you know, I went to a bunch of Bears games and the fans are great and, you know, the tailgating, it's, it's really not like that anywhere else. And you just can't help but get drawn into it. You know, it's, it's really amazing. So they won my heart um, after living there for so long. And now it's a tough weekend for you this weekend coming up. What's what you mentioned tailgating, what is there a tailgating scene in Nashville? I know you can just cross the bridge right from like the, yeah. the tourist touristy area there. Is that sort of the tailgate scene? Well, you know what? I haven't been to tailgating here because I only just moved back here from Chicago two, two years ago. 
Okay. Um, and I only live four miles from the stadium, so tailgating would be at my house (laughs) I don't really know but I can't imagine like all the other sporting events I've been to I've never seen any I mean the Bears fans get there like freaking five o'clock in the morning (laughs) and so they're all like toasted you know like well before the game starts but you know for a while it it was I think everyone kind of had to because they went through that period where it was like oh my god like what else are you gonna do but get hammered because they just <laughs> win a game. Right. True. And Very true. And, and that, that too, you know, led to a certain camaraderie because it's kind of like, you know, misery loves company. And it was, um, everyone would always be talking about it at work, you know, on Monday. Um, but it, yeah, I just, I haven't seen tailgating like that, except for when the bills were here and they were all over the news because they kept, landing on those tables and injuring them <laughs> that's about right it does. Yeah. Um, Martha, do- I, yeah that that's i mean that that sounds like something the bears fan might do actually speaking speaking for <laughs> all of us so that's okay uh let's get back to you mentioned work you mentioned the fbi let's not just brush over that because that sounds amazing how is that is that something that you always wanted to become in, in in join the FBI or tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, you know when you go do that cheesy like tour of DC when you're in like junior high school, I did that and we went to the FBI building and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. <laughs> and but I thought, you know, like, the, what are the odds that they're going to actually hire me, right? So um, I applied to the FBI, kind of like not really thinking that I would actually get hired. <laughs> and then, you know, like all these years later, I still laugh. I'm like, oh my God, I slipped through the cracks. You know, <laughs> I can't believe that they hired me, but um, it was a great career. I really, really loved it a lot. Were you only in Chicago or were you based in other cities along the way? So I was in Chicago. Um, I left for five years and went to our headquarters. Um, I was promoted to DC and then I was promoted back to Chicago. Um, And I kind of had like a love-hate relationship with Chicago. You know, like I I love the people, I love the food, I hated the traffic and the winter. And that Oh my God. So my, I reported there in October of 98 and it was 34 and I had on like a parka and like earmuffs and gloves. And they were like, you know, it gets colder. And I was like, it gets colder. Than <laughs> so after that, you know, like you, you kind of form a bond with the city after you survive, you know, a few winters there. Um, but yeah, I did my whole career in Chicago minus the five in DC at our headquarters. And when you say you you were in charge of the uh, the joint terrorism unit, what what exactly does that mean? Are you allowed to say it or are we going to get you in trouble? No, I can say that cheesy line and say I could tell you, but I'd have to tell you. <laughs> there you uh, but Yeah, that was, so the Joint Terrorism Task Force is, you know, all the, you have representatives from all the other federal, state, and local agencies there, 
so it was a it was a fun mix um, of people and we um, were responsible for we were the reactive counterterrorism squad so you know like when you'd see on the news like there's a suspicious package at the airport that was that was me I had to make that decision like what kind of response and then we um, also were responsible for special events um, hazmat weapons of mass destruction, the bomb techs, um, a lot. It was a lot. And I worked like 24 seven all the time. Are there, are there a ton of things that happen behind the scenes that the public will never know about that are, yeah. yeah. Is it specific <laughs> to Chicago? Like would it keep Dan and I up at night if we knew all the stuff that's Chicago based that you guys we're out in front of you're trying to get her in trouble bill i this is i this i see this is going no i'm curious i am so curious (laughs) i am curious i don't don't sleep well anyway so let's get it all out there no you know um i think that if they knew like you know when you get the initial information before you vetted it i think that people would be like oh my god it sounds so scary um and i think just because i did it all the time you know that i had wasn't scary to me and I always you know told people if I'm scared if you see me running then you want to follow me because <laughs> I nothing really scared me you know um but it was you know a lot of stuff sounds really bad in the beginning and so I think that if you know people had you know kind of knew like what the information is when it first comes in that they might you know freak out a little bit but um I don't think there was a scenario that we didn't see um, or deal with. And um, especially during um, when the Chicago Marathon was right after Boston. That was, my dog is playing with her toy. (laughs) All good. (laughs) Sorry. No, Um, that's all right. That was like really stressful. um, That first year right after Boston. But um, it, it all turned out good thankfully that is good that's real good is there um are you retired now are you what's your what's yeah, your situation yeah um two years ago so i um i was a responder to 9-11 for the fbi for the evidence response team um twice and a whole bunch of us are sick so i have like all these oh. crazy rare whoa yeah, really rare autoimmune diseases. Um, but I just consider them to be my superpowers. So I think I'm special because I have these that are really rare that other people don't have. So totally worth it though. Um, I just didn't see myself retiring, you know, at this age. And then now it's kind of like weird because when I meet people, they're like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, nothing (laughs) i'm retired so i just watch a lot of sports um you know and get to do all the things that i missed out on for 20 years so you grew up so you're back in nashville and you grew up there is it frustrating now to see the influx of people who have moved there i feel like i know a lot of people from chicago specifically who have moved to nashville to get the hell out of here that seems to be a popular place, not only to move, 
but it's the bachelor bachelorette capital of the world. Does that become annoying since you've moved back? Well, native Nashvillians don't go to where all that happens down on lower Broadway. Like, I mean, you wouldn't catch me dead down there. Um, so I don't really, you know, see it very much, but the biggest, the three biggest groups that are moving to Nashville are New York, LA and Chicago. So um, in the area where I live in Nashville is where everyone's moving to here in East Nashville. So it's really unusual to, when people meet me, they're like, wait, you're from Nashville? Like no one here is from Nashville. I didn't realize like how rare that was. So they're like, there's all these Chicago places that are opening up here in East Nashville. And so it's like really cool because I found some good pizza and um, I'm in search now of, the, of Italian beef, a good Italian beef here. But now I order it from Portillo's because I haven't been able to find a good place here yet. Portillo's is spreading like wildfire. I'm sure it'll be only be a matter of time before it's down there. Is I eat them all the time because I order from Taste of Chicago. Okay. And I always say, you need to open one here. Like, I mean, you know, there's like, like probably 25% of Nashville is native Chicagoan. So you know, get with it. Like, let's, <laughs> I need that chocolate cake in my life. Yeah. Oh, understandably. Um, are you, so when you, obviously in non-COVID times, are you a big fan of live music? I've never been to Nashville, admittedly, but Dan tells me that that is like, he has seen so many like <laughs> undercover bands there that, and, and Dan's not a huge country guy, but I think he fell in love with country music because of oh. Nashville. No. Yeah, you, uh, well, let me tell you, you're going to probably judge me because I'm definitely one of those tourist people that loves Roberts. <laughs> oh, no. I love Roberts and I know I know I'm a, it's a total tourist trap. But Wait. what else am I going to do? But it's funny you live in East. Uh, my, my wife and I go, we try, we've been like once a year the last probably five to six years. And I was we were actually going to go this weekend to see the Bears, but had to I'll cancel care. those plans. But we always try to stay in East Nashville because we always stay airbnbs out that way and it makes us pretend that we're uh from nashville so <laughs> I, I love that i love that that pocket there yeah east nashville is, is the best like it's nothing like the area of nashville that i grew up in and it's it's so when i lived in chicago i lived in logan square and it reminds me a lot of logan square because it's all like the artsy people you know i have a lot of tattoos and you know i'm a unique individual so that, that kind of like my people are here in, in east nashville you're going to the game this weekend no i was but i canceled because it didn't feel right to uh travel right now so it broke my heart i canceled my airbnb last week and it was really hard to do but my wife talked some sense into me so i'm still not happy about it but well, they're doing a good job here at the stadium of, with social distancing and everything. Um, but I have to admit, the food at Nissan Stadium is horrendous. <laughs> Sorry, it is bad. I mean, it's, you know, I was thinking like, you know, I'm just going to get myself a nice Chicago-style hot dog or maybe some churros and a taco and it's like 
you know, I saw what they had and I was just mortified. I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. So I filled out the survey and complained about it. <laughs> what, how many people do they have for games now? You know? You know, I think it's like maybe eight, 10,000, somewhat okay. like that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, the seats are really far apart and they do, I mean, they, I felt, comfortable going to the game I really are you going this weekend yes all right yes me and three of my friends one from chicago she's going to drop down saturday okay and go nice. and are you yeah, going to have us are you going to have a split jersey then a bears uh titan split jersey how's that going to work i'm probably going to wear my bears hat and my, I have a King Henry pullover <laughs> and a crown. So I'm going to be like swapping around. So I'm going to like, whoever has the ball, whatever team has the ball, I'm going to be cheering for. I and feel like be, you. It'll be I, the yeah, Titans having the ball. <laughs> I was <laughs> right? going to say, I've, there's not a whole lot to cheer about with the Bears offense right now. So well, I don't think anyone Titans would fault you. If you. Horrendous. I mean, God, yesterday. And I thought, well, okay, well, that sucks. So I'm going to watch the Bears game now, and they'll they'll make me feel better. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm a Vols fan, so it's like I'm kind of used to White Sox fan, you know. So I'm nice. kind of nice. Bulls fan. I mean, awesome. please, pain. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. You are, we've had probably like 13 of these fans and eggs interviews now, and I think 12 are White Sox fans. So thank you, Martha, for keeping I, the streak rolling. It's no, it's not a coincidence. Bill's good at booking these and they ha just happen to be all White Sox fans. I do not think that's a coincidence at all. Well, not to get off on a tangent, but I grew up in a Cubs family. Mm. And so when I moved to Chicago, my parents were like, we got to go to a Cubs game. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. And I'm sitting there like, no one was watching the game. It was a big social event and it was annoying. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a White Sox game. And of the like hundred people that were there, everyone was really into the game. Like, you know, they had signs and they were all into it. And I, it was like that first game. I was like, this is my team. All I in. I love it. I love it. That's so funny. That is, that's a ton of feedback that we get from either former Chicagoans that have moved out. It's, it's, it's the same sort of things like Cubs are great for a party. No offense, Dan, but it's true. And that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and the white, yeah, you go to Sox park and, and you are there for baseball and great food, probably better than what, how you were describing Nissan park in, uh, in Nashville. Well, so he, this is what I tell, tell people. If terrorists attacked Chicago, what fan base would you want by your side? Cubs fans would be like, oh my God, and, and they'd scream and run away. And White Sox fans would be getting out their brass knuckles and baseball bats. They'd be like, let's go. You know? Great call. So like, Great call. Yeah, it's true. I felt really safe at White Sox games. So I was like, I, you know, I really pity the poor terrorists that decide to attack <laughs> Sox Park because, you oh, know, the fans would probably like, beat the crap out of them well they would never go to the white Sox park because no one would notice if anything happened down there because there's no one around oh stop it hey I you're slamming it. cubs fans that i had to throw something in there. 
That's the best That's, you can do. Yeah, that is the best he can do. That's all Dan has. I don't want to give uh, Tony LaRusso a heart attack, so I'll hold off on that. <laughs> oh my God, don't even get me started on that today. I can't handle it. I know it's 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 real weird. I'm in the acceptance or the bargaining. I'm not I'm not sure where I am in the in the grieving process. You know what is is really sad is like, okay, so one of my best friends is a huge Alabama fan, and I was like, doesn't it get old like women all the time? Like, don't you get to the point where you're like bored? I mean, I don't know because I've never been a fan of a team that wins all the time. So I think that, you know, I'm kind of like whenever I get news, you know, about any of my teams, I'm just kind of like, you know, whatever. Okay. (laughs) I don't even like, I'm just don't even react anymore. I don't think. And you just missed the nineties bulls. You, what'd you say? 98, you moved up here. You just missed the awesome run of nineties bulls basketball. So I that a Bulls fan before I moved to Chicago, but my best friend was a police officer here in Nashville and she was a huge Bulls fan and she, um, not to get sad, but she died in the line of duty. And uh-huh. so that was when I like took the reins from her and was like, okay, I'm going to be a big Bulls fan. And then they kind of just, the air kind of went out of their sails. So I'm, yep. you know, I, I loved going to their games, but, you know, it would be nice to, if they would get back to the, where they were. Agreed. That would be, that would be. Well, I think one thing we can all agree on based on what I saw on your Twitter bio is we can all support slots. That is amazing. You're a huge fan of slots. I want to know more about that. That's fantastic. I got to hold one and it hugged me and I cried a little bit. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I've been a fan of them for forever. I'm always a fan of like the weird things, you know, like not the popular things. I've always kind of been like off on my own. My mother said that I always marched to the beat of my own drummer. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's great. Our slot, now correct me, I'm not a big sloth guy. I like slots. I think they look cool, but can you not touch them with your hands? Did I hear, is that incorrect? Like you can't touch their skin directly because like the oil is harmful to them. Did I make that up? Well, well, shit. Now you tell me that. (laughs) It's not some like sloth down in Honduras right now with like missing a patch of skin. Whoops. Well, that's going to keep me up tonight. Yeah, Dan, come on. <laughs> All right, I'm like I said, I'm not a big, I'm not a big sloth anatomy guy. Is that what I'd say? I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I thought I had heard that. This is what we do on this show. We just hear things and then we spit them out as facts. So don't believe anything I say. That's fine. I have um, part of my language, but I have a good bullshit detector. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> That's fine. And no, you could swear on this show. It's absolutely encouraged. So no big deal. Okay, um, yeah. so. No, that's, that's fine. You mentioned that you have a lot of tattoos. Do you have any sloth tattoos? And if so, um, can Dan make something up about it? <laughs> I, I don't, but I'm happy to get a Sharpie and draw one on me real quick. I don't know what it would look like. 
Um, I don't, but I do have, it is on my list to get a sloth tattoo. Nice. I just don't nice. know what I want it to look like. And do you have any sports related tattoos? Wait, I have to think for a minute. No. Although the one on my wrist is the Tennessee, you can't see it real. It's the Tennessee TriStar. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. Okay. So that, you know, I don't know. Every now and then I'd run into people. There are a lot of people from Tennessee that I would run into in Chicago. They would be like, is that a Tennessee TriStar? So I don't know. It's like some kind of secret club thing. And now it's kind of silly now that I'm back here. <laughs> no, that's cool. I like it. And, and you did mention you're a Vols fan. What was the, uh, the Lane Kiffin experience like when he was the coach there? Or was it that forgettable? I would, you know what? I was all in on Lane and I liked him because, you know, they call him Joey Freshwater because he was like um, him and Bruce Pearl, both when they were at Tennessee, were partying, with doing some questionable um, mingling with the, with some of the students. Um, I, I didn't him. know that. That's Tell that's us a, more. New, tell yeah, us tell more. us more. <laughs> Apparently it's legendary, but um yeah and then he would then he leaves and i just remember the some of the fans caught mattresses on fire outside because <laughs> you know, they were trying to keep him from leaving so he leaves right and everyone's like you know what an asshole and then when we were going through that big college search um coach search before we got um pruitt people forgot and they're like talking to him on tweeting him and saying dad i wish you'd come back i'm like dad <laughs> yeah what's that about <laughs> i mean whatever i don't know i mean i you when you do something like that you know mm -mm. no and i'm i personally am shocked to hear that bruce pearl was doing anything untoward that guy's all class i'm an illini fan i've hated him since the 80s and i'm barely 40 <laughs> But you know what? His he really he really loved Tennessee, and he still you know talks fondly about it. So I don't have I don't have any you know any Kiffin on the other hand. He can kiss my ass, but <laughs> Bruce Pearl was cool. You know I I, I kind of like him. You know, even if some of the stuff he did was probably inappropriate, but. He's always All been right. very orange anyway, so I could see that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he joined in on a tailgate, if I remember correctly, and just started drinking with him, which I think is hysterical, but I don't know. For some reason, we think coaches have to be masked their humanity or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of I kind of respect that, actually, that... I'd, I'd like to see uh, Lovey Smith do that in, in Champagne every once in a while. Show a little personality. No offense, Lovey. Um, how are y'all doing in football this year? We're off to a rough 0-2 start. And I think 90% of the team has COVID now, thanks to Wisconsin. They gave it to them after week one, during week one. So that's, that's, that's a bit I'm of a problem. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Thanks to Bears fans. I hate Green Bay Packers fans and, and the team. Yes. And I was never a big fan anyway. 
but um you know um my favorite tennessee player of all time played for the packers um rest his soul reggie white oh Ah. um so i didn't really know about him that much until i moved to chicago and then it was like the hate is really real there and so i you kind of get caught up in that too yeah they're the worst they're the worst who who are the titans biggest who's their biggest rival Usually it's the Jags or the Ravens. The Ravens. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I would have guessed that one. The Texans, but I don't understand that one. I think that that's more on their end because for some reason they think because they're in Houston that they were the Oilers, which is ridiculous. Mm. They, I mean, whatever. But usually the Jag, the Jagoffs. but not the colts i would have guessed just in proximity i would have guessed the colts would be the biggest rival but but does anyone care about the colts really i mean they have like 10 fans i mean i never have met a colts fan in my life i mean there's just certain teams that you just you can't hate them because you just i mean who cares it's so true we live you know we, we live right next to indiana and i've met maybe five in my life five colts fans that's I mean, so true. Well, like the Pacers. I mean, do they even still have a team? I haven't even heard that name. Oh, <laughs> I still Might hate – if you – anytime I see Reggie Miller, I still get upset. So I hate the Pacers to this day because of him and those 90s teams. I definitely hate the Pacers with a the passion. There's just some teams that, like, you know, I forget they exist. I mean, no offense to my home state, but, like, Memphis Grizzlies. I keep forgetting they even have a team. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I do kind of. Yeah, that's interesting. Does anybody go to Memphis for any particular reason? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. There, there's a long standing, deep seated hatred between Nashville and Memphis. It's been there my whole life. And okay. it sealed the deal when the Titans, when the Oilers came to Tennessee and they, we're moving to Nashville, but they agreed to play their first year in Memphis to kind of appease them. And that just made them hate us even more, but <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I have friends in Memphis, but Memphis Pass. is like parts of Chicago. Like you don't even want to stop at a red light in your car, you know? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I can't you. say anything. When I first lived in Chicago, I lived in the hood. So you know, you didn't really stop for red lights where I live, but Memphis is like 90% of it is like that. Sorry. Oh, sounds like they should change the name of the song to sprinting in Memphis instead of walking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's a dad joke. <laughs> By the way, Nashville barbecue is better than Memphis. There, I said it. Boom. <laughs> Fighting words. I love it. This is great. Yeah much better barbecue here so oh, i hate memphis i had no feelings on memphis and i've never been but now i hate it we're oh. we're, we're on your side fuck you go memphis to, go to graceland and do the tour just because it's entertaining but just like do it on your way somewhere else like just stop <laughs> in memphis on your way driving somewhere and go to graceland and then um get back in your car and leave that's great <laughs> I, love I love it, it. go to hell memphis that's right. You heard it here first from Martha. 
I, yeah, you're, you're an authority. You're the only person that I know that lives in Tennessee for real. So anything you say, I'm going to believe. And I have a good bullshit detector too. Hmm. Uh Oh, maybe I should test it. Uh Oh, yes. I like it. You should ask me questions and then I'll answer them. And then you have to tell me if I'm bullshitting you or not. Okay. I like, I like this. Um, Dan, do you have any questions? No, I'm very nervous right now. I'm going to sit a few plays out. Oh man. Okay. Um, wow. you, you scared? Dan, Dan is scared. He is scared. All right. When I'll ask you a question. Okay. When you were in the FBI, were you ever scared? Um, I don't know if you want to call it scared. Um, I was in Afghanistan and I can say that there were moments when I was there that I don't know that I was scared. I think I was more like just, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like, this is fucking crazy. Like I was happy uh, to get out of there with all my pieces, parts still attached. <laughs> But um, I don't I don't know. I think it's more when you go in and do something like this that you really love and you're really passionate about that. um, I think that, you know, a lot of it, you didn't really feel fear. But after the event was over, you're like, holy shit, like that was crazy. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does. And my bullshit detector did not go off for the record. (laughs) (laughs) that that was that sounded legit i'm sure it was that no dan and i are way too soft we've we've established this we talked to a gentleman in atlanta actually that um that spent some time in afghanistan i don't think for vacation either i'm pretty sure and he he used to interview um, he was an interrogator right yeah he was an interrogator and he said something similar and he said at some point like they just stopped even like listening to the, if the war, you know, I don't know what it was. The sirens are going off there. So they're like, well, you know, I don't know. It's like the 10th time today that I've heard it doesn't really shake me up anymore. That sort of thing. Like to be that desensitized to something is it's hard for me to fathom, but I'm sure it was just, it was your job. Right. Well, and, and, you know, like, because I never really like I only I worked all the time. So I only talked to and hung out with other people in law enforcement. So like I didn't, I never talked to my friends or family ever about what I did. And um, when I moved back, you know, we were talking and I was like, yeah, we were in Kandahar at this tiny base. And every night the Taliban tried to kill us and they would shoot those tracer rounds over the walls of the base. And we would pull up lounge chairs. Like it was 4th of July. And we'd be like, oh, you almost got us with that one. And then we would just sit there and watch them like they were fireworks. And it wasn't until I got back and saw the look on people's faces. And I was like, okay, apparently that's like not what normal people do. But I didn't really like, that's why, you know, like now when friends ask me about, don't do it. Sorry. (laughs) My dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> about stuff I've seen and done. I'm like, when I start telling them stories, they look horrified, and I'm like, I just changed the subject. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For 
for for those listening at home, Martha has an adorable dog. I don't believe it's a German Shepherd, but I can't remember the breed. It's very small. Brussels Griffon. That's it. It and sounds like has- a breakfast sandwich. I know, doesn't it? Like it does. It does. Jeez. Martha, I got a question about your bullshit meter. Does it go off when you listen to Matt Nagy speak? Okay, so here's the thing. I don't listen to coach interviews. Oh my God, I'm getting her. Hang on. Okay, Stop all right. It. No problem. The dog's adorable. Absolutely adorable for the record. I don't, I don't, um, I don't really listen to just like I, you know, to that because um, I kind of feel like, okay, now she wants to be okay. <laughs> um, I feel like coaches are like politicians. So I don't, I think that some of the stuff they say is heartfelt, but they're also like trying to appease the fan base. So I think that you know, a lot of it's bullshit that they just, you know, I mean, how many times are people going to say, you know, like coaches, like that one's on me, you know, we have to do better. I have to be better. And then you're like, you know, it just, it gets like a, it gets old. So I just, I don't even watch it. Cause I'm just, I can't handle it. You know, especially after a loss, like I want to throw shit at the TV. Like the last <laughs> thing I want to do is, you know, listen to that kind of crap. I just, I don't have the patience for it really that makes sense and yeah Matt Nagy yeah he seems like a nice guy but he says the same shit after every game doesn't he this is exactly what you said we got to clean that up we got to I've never seen that before it's like well yeah you saw it last week so I'm with you and you know I just don't I get frustrated you know I see the same thing with like with the Vols and in football and you know people think that you you get a new coach and then they want like, you know, you to win the Super Bowl, you know, in your first or second year. And I get really frustrated with that too, because, you know, people start going, you know, fire, you know, fire him. And it's just like, you know, at some point, you know, I think that's really disruptive too. You need some kind of, you know, consistency, you know, with a coach that, you know, you can't, so what are you going to fire him and then hire someone else and then it's going to take him years to you know so right. yeah. I don't I'm like I'm the glass you. half full kind of fan thing yeah and we we generally are too despite some of the despite being Chicago sports fans right, <laughs> right. well and it's like you know when you look at Twitter during a Bears game you can't I, right oh it's a dark I, place I my phone yeah you know, everyone's, everyone's a a coach, right? you know, and everyone, you know, has this, and they always like talk to, to him, you know, like on, on Twitter. And I'm like, first of all, he can't hear you. Second of all, (laughs) he's not going to give two shits about your damn tweet. (laughs) No. So I just don't, I mean, I know a lot of it's out of frustration, but it gets really annoying because like, you know, some of, some of the fans, like every Sunday, even if we won by a hundred, they would find something to bitch about and to, you know, criticize. So that's just not my thing, you know? No, that's true. We, we feel the same way. Um, 
Well, nobody can criticize this interview, Martha, because except somebody, if they saw your dog, they'd say your dog is too damn cute. That's the only criticism they could have. But this has been delightful. Thank you so fun. much for for being here with us tonight. Thanks for, you know, being, but for representing the ladies, finally. That's a long time coming. Besides our wives, you know, no offense to our wives. Uh, this, this is, yeah, exactly. I don't blame them. But this is this has been awesome. Thank you. Thanks for sharing uh, your history. And I hope that you get a sloth tattoo no later than next Wednesday. <laughs> All right. And go Bears Titans. There you go. <laughs> and go to hell Memphis. Yeah, you That's go. Right. Straight to hell. That's Straight right. to hell. That's right. This has been Fans and Eggs on Zero Dogs. Weirdest Big Ten Minute, and I love it so much. <laughs> Big Ten Minute. A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini, and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm like pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Welcome back. Big 10 Minute. Thank you, Martha in Tennessee, for making us all feel amazing and making me feel real soft about my life. God damn it, I could never be an FBI agent. I am so soggy, so soft, so weak. But thank you for doing it so I don't have to. Same with Dan Doix. I'm going to speak for him right now. Anyway, Big 10, three minutes. Here we go. Illini lose at home against Purdue. Not really their fault. They were without their first quarterback, quarterback one, without quarterback two, thanks to contact tracing. Thank you, COVID. Thank you, Wisconsin. Quarterback three, Matt Robinson comes in, busts his ankle in the first series of the game. So quarterback four comes in, does pretty decent. Illini still lose by seven. Illinois hosts Minnesota this week without their kicker, without their first three quarterbacks, without a lot of players. I don't even know what the test results are this week. It may be very ugly. What I would say, if you're in a non-state, non-Illinois state rather, do not bet on the Illini at all. Dan, over to you. How are the Gophers? Gophers defense is fucking horrible. They played Maryland this week. They were up 17 with two minutes left in the third. Uh, Tua's brother plays quarterback for Maryland. I didn't know that until game time. He looked better than Tua. He was fucking awesome. Gophers defense gave up 675 yards on defense. Wow, don't do that again. They got it to overtime. The kicker missed the extra point in OT to lose it. So fuck you, Gophers. Your defense is trash. Uh, Mo Ibrahim. Ibrahim? I don't know how to say his name. He had four touchdowns, I think, four or five, four in the first half. He was awesome. The The offense looks okay. Defense, a trash. Gophers, like you said, at Illini, that's great. Uh, the line's seven and a half. I wouldn't bet it. Yep, that's a degenerate move. You take either of those teams, so don't do it. Don't do it at all. That's all I got for you, Bill. Go Gophers. Row, row the boat, Sky Yuma. Do we call this a toilet bowl, first of all, this Saturday? And second of all, can we all agree that Wisconsin, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Wisconsin. You gave most of Illinois COVID or at least contract contact tracing COVID issues for two weeks. Fuck you, Wisconsin. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought back to when we were watching the game together and Paul Christ refused to put the mask over his nose and... Rick Fieldsman was like, ooh, that's not how you should do it. Well, turns out you guys love COVID. Fuck you, Wisconsin. You suck. You are the worst. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Row the boat. Sky, you ma. Shove, shove, shove. 
This has been the Big Ten Less Than Three Minutes. We love you. See you in the last segment. Go Illini. P.J. Fleck. If you ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. Here we go. Hams, 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 and Ted. 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 Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. All right, here we go. A little baseball talk. No one saw this coming, huh? Oh, surprise, motherfuckers. Here we go. All right, I'm going to do quick Cubs talk here. John Lester did not get his option picked up. He was due $25 million, I believe, this year. They're paying, t- paying him $10 million to fuck off. There's hope he might re-sign with the Cubs, but the coolest thing he did is he bought everyone in Chicago a Miller Lite. Not everyone, but a few select bars. I think he spent around $45,000 on Miller Lights. Just an awesome gesture from an awesome dude. I hope the Cubs re-sign him. Fuck you, Ricketts. Do it. That's the only Cubs news this week. I think. I don't know. Oh, they picked up uh, Rizzo's option, so he'll be back. Lester's gone. That's the big news. But, oh, there's a lot going on with the Sox, huh, Bill? What, what What's going on? Yeah, you and I have talked a lot offline. Uh, I First of all, I owe all Zero Dogs listeners the experience of me smoking a full pack of cigarettes. That's how little I thought a chance that there actually was of the White Sox hiring Tony La Russa. I think that you also offered to help me with that pack. I don't remember if you said one cigarette or whatever, but do you remember what you said? I don't remember. Was I drunk? I don't recall this at all. But I did enjoy Frank immediately called you out on it, I think, right? Yep, Doing the yep. McConaughey pulling a deep pull on a cig. That was you. I loved it. Good job, Frank. Yeah. Yes, Frank. Very timely. So that will happen. I promise. Uh, I've not bought a pack of cigarettes. I think ever. I've always bummed off Coach Q's. So uh, that might be a problem. But I'll I'll figure it out. I think cigarette packs are probably expensive, right? A lot of tax, at least in the state of Illinois. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No Cook County tax. I see those signs, but I don't know what that Uh, means. Okay. I'm not sure either, but I'll pay it off, guys. Uh, We'll figure out a way to make this happen. So, yes, Dan said a lot of Sox news. Of course, that is the shocking hiring of Tony La Russa as their manager. Tony Tony La Russa is 76. I'm going to try to minimize the ageist jokes because that's not really fair. That's not really nice. But the biggest issue that most people have, I think most Sox fans have, is the fact that Jerry Reinsdorf, the chairman, if you will, obviously took over this entire process. That was not what Rick Hahn, the general manager, had in mind. I don't know where Kenny Williams fits into any of this, but that is a long-term issue that I think is a huge problem. Dan, would you agree with that? I absolutely would agree with that, and I think Hahn came off as like... uh... Yeah, he didn't seem very happy in the press conference. It seemed very much like uh, it was out of my hands. I had to hire a racist coach. 
so who is a thousand years old i love i i know i know you got more i don't want to step on this but i love that the press conference has has to start with you proving that you're not a racist that's a hot hot start from a 76 year old gentleman yeah, it's not good. I, I, I That kind of encapsulates the biggest potential issue that this could cause, right? It's a 76-year-old man with some strong comments about social justice issues that are important to people in general, for the most part, in the United States, certainly in a young clubhouse that is very diverse, like the White Sox. Uh, you know, I'm not measuring, you know, the amount of white guys versus like Cuban guys versus black guys that you have in a clubhouse. I don't know where the White Sox stand, but I do know that it's diverse. And that is Tony LaRusso's, I think, first responsibility. I hope that he has an open mind about what he's getting into. I hope that the players also have an open mind toward him, toward his comments. Quite honestly, I do, because I think that's the only way that it could work. Um the only thing that gives me at least a little bit of optimism, and it's very small at this point as a White Sox fan, um, is that for whatever reason, I don't really understand all the context, but Bruce Maxwell, the, the um, Oakland A's catcher, that he was like the only guy in MLB that kneeled when Kaepernick kneeled. Um, he, for whatever reason, Tony LaRusso reached out to him like a year ago to, and, and the reason this is like hits home is because I recently saw the Bruce Maxwell thing on Real Sports on HBO unrelated to Tony La Russa. But like basically what happened was Bruce Maxwell was blackballed from MLB after he did that. And he went through a lot of depression, a lot of issues, and he's been trying to get back in the game, trying to get a second chance, just like Kaepernick in theory, right? And for whatever reason, Tony La Russa reached out to him to try to help him. And Tony LaRusso would have been like the last guy on earth that I would have guessed would have reached out to this guy. And Bruce, Ma- and the only reason I think that it's somewhat legitimate is because Bruce Maxwell gives a lot of credit. Like that's not, it's not coming from Tony LaRusso. It's very confusing. But um, Maxwell, fortunately, the Mets have given him a shot to come back up to the majors despite the, you know, quote unquote controversy that he caused. That gives me hope that at least LaRusse is willing to listen to opinions that are not his own. I'm probably giving him too much credit. I understand. But I'm tr- I am truly trying to have an open mind because what is the other option, right? Like, on, So I'm at, I'm at that point in the grieving process of the White Sox hiring Tony LaRusse. That's the only place I'm coming from, I guess, when it comes to that. Dan, what are your thoughts? Shoot me down if you want. It's fine. I have thick skin. I'm like bread bags. Uh, I've made it well known that I think Tony LaRusse is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> so I hate the guy, but but I, I don't blame you for feeling the way you do at this point. What else do you have? I mean, what else do you have at this? What are you going to do? You going to fire him yourself? That's not happening. The, the stuff about the kneeling, didn't he bring this up in February? It was in yeah. fucking February. This wasn't like Correct. 2016. So give me a fucking break. Like the guy clearly is saying the right things now because he wants a coaching gig. So I'm not buying any of that bullshit. He is a fucking piece of shit. Racist bastard. <laughs> but here I I heard um, Danny Parkins on the score had brought this up and I hadn't thought about this is he mentioned that 
you know, a few days after the announcement in the press conference that not one Sox player had mentioned anything about it on social media. A team who's very active on social media, crickets. Even when they fired Renteria, they were, like, very complimentary with him on the way out the door and very positive, I guess, towards things to come. And I don't know this to be true. I don't follow Sox Twitter, but he said it was absolute crickets. Do you know anything about that, and you put any stock into that? Um, no, I, I don't know one direction or the other. I That, to me, goes back to it is the responsibility of Tony La Russa to win over the clubhouse. Like, it, no matter – my expectation is the players feel weird about it, as they should – because I would if I were them. It is actually a very outspoken clubhouse, too. Yeah, like Lucas Giolito, for example, is all about social justice issues. And he is a white dope from California. He's not a dope, but you know what I mean. Um, so there are, there is a common understanding that Tony La Russa needs to have an open mind toward. So my expectation is that it's going to be awkward going into spring training, assuming – Everything is actually going to be a spring trade, whatever, right? Like he has to win the players over more so than the players need to win him over, right? So I hope, I really hope that Tony is smart enough to understand that and accept it and vice versa. I do hope that the players do think that, okay, I know grandpa, great grandpa really has taken over this club. Like I hope they do give him a shot too. Otherwise it won't work. Right. Otherwise there's no chance it'll work. So, so yeah, I believe that part, I believe I'll trust in Parkins thoughts that nobody said anything. Cause honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. Do you, do you think this puts the socks in a bad spot for acquiring free agent talent? And will they have to overpay now to, compensate for having a grumpy racist as a head coach i I love the way you frame that that's perfect um i think that it is a concern that i have personally i don't know if it's reality i don't know but i do think um the Sox have set them up to a point where i don't even know if it's necessarily tony la russa personal thoughts related or not but the Sox have totally – Jerry Reinsdorf, let's be specific. Jerry Reinsdorf has put himself in a corner here where Tony La Russa is an old bastard. He's 76. How long is he going to manage? So you have to spend like crazy to capitalize on the window that Tony is going to be managing this ball club, right? Like it, we can all agree that he's – weird as fuck at least at the very least and we can also all agree that he is one everywhere he's been so you better take advantage of and we can agree that he's old as fuck so you better you better like george springer you better overpay for george springer you need you need another outfielder you better pay like crazy for him Trevor Bauer, you don't want the Sox to, to get Trevor Bauer no matter what. That would be a weird dynamic. Trevor Bauer and Tony La Russa be great. That would not work. That would, it would not no, work. No, no, no. So my guy, honestly, I've gone to uh, Marcus Stroman. Stroman? Okay. Uh, so so your question is interesting as it as it related to Marcus, actually. 
because I'm on a first name basis, apparently. So, um, so I don't know what the tweet was, but apparently Marcus Stroman liked something that was like kind of anti Tony Larusa hiring, and a Sox fan called out uh, Stroman for it and said, "Oh fuck, I guess they're not going to sign here. That sucks. Horrible hire, whatever." And Stroman actually replied and said, uh, "Don't look that deep into what I like. Like I." I'm willing to go anywhere if you make me an argument, basically. So I guess that's the point. So, but this will the Sox have to overpay potentially to make up for a weird hire? They might. They might. They they might. But they put. But Jerry Reinsdorf put Han and the whole franchise in that corner. So fuck you, Jerry Reinsdorf, for that. It it would be good to know if Reinsdorf is aware of that, or if he gives a shit, or if it's a little bit of both. I, it's fascinating watching it as a Cubs fan. I'll be I, I I hated it for you, but I loved watching the world burn for the Sox world burn for a few days, and it'll it'll probably be fine. Like it, I, I honestly like it'll work itself out. It's just going to be a short lived thing, and you know who it it will be interesting to see they make this he made this he makes the socks more interesting than fucking renteria he's an anti-analytics guy how's that gonna work i mean it could be good he you know everyone's everyone's going one way maybe he goes the other way i mean i i i don't i, I can't compliment tony la russa fuck him fuck that racist bastard i'm not I'm, I'm doing a 180 fuck that guy He's going to suck. No, You're going to no, regret fine. it. Reinsdorf's going to regret it. It's probably going to end up killing Reinsdorf, and I'm sorry about that, but he did it to himself. It does feel like a Reinsdorf is in his 80s. He completely denied as did Han right out, right out of the gate, and I don't believe Rakan, and I don't blame Rakan either. But it was like, no, this is not about righting a wrong that we did in the 80s when we fired Tony La Russa from his first managerial job. Of course that has something to do with it. Of course it <laughs> yes. does. It absolutely does. And and on the same you know side of the coin, maybe the opposite side of the coin, I don't understand that expression, Tony La Russa is one of the most successful managers ever. So like in and of itself, is Tony La Russa better than having Ricky Renteria as a manager next year even a 76 year old I would hope so right otherwise what's the point uh and it, and I guess ultimately and I'm not trying to defend it at all I'm really not because I'm 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 more uncomfortable about this as I would have been uh AJ Hinch being hired I really am and but if they win the title next year or the year after I'm not going to be any less excited about the White Sox winning the championship. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I know Dan Bernstein on the score said that he would be. He'd be less excited. No way. No way. No. Like, ser- come on. I root for the players on the fucking field. Like, it's not It's not Louis Robert's fault. Like, he has no responsibility of who is his manager. Like, I don't give a fuck about, you know what I mean? Am I justified in saying that? Yeah, no, that's crazy. You can't take it that far. If they win the title, it's it's a title. It counts the same. That's an outrageous take by Bernstein. Speaking of old guys who are losing it, Dan Bernstein is it. I mean, get out of here with that shit. See me after class. I mean, I hate LaRusa, and I don't want him to see him win shit, but that's a stupid take. Just a dumb take. You're justified. 
All right. I feel better about that, actually, because because I was Phil Singer and I talked immediately after he he actually he was afraid to call me about it because he knew how anti a move I I thought that was going to be. And I called him right uh, on my way back from work. Yes, Dan and I actually have real jobs outside of Zero Doics. That's weird. Why are we hired by anybody? Um, but um, no, it, he was very nervous about even talking to me about it. And he felt bad for me. Thank you, Phil Senior. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dan Doigs, for feeling bad for me as well. But here's what I – all I want them to do is win. Here's my issue with it <laughs> outside of everything we talked about. I was trying to fig- I was trying to find an older person that's ever won a title, and I couldn't find him. I could not find him. Like Jim Beheim is seventy six, coaching Syracuse, and he hasn't won shit in a long time. Coach K is like seventy one, younger what than a, Tony Larusa. What ahead. about the guy who uh, Jack the, McKeon? The old, yeah, well, how old seventy two. He was oh, 72 shit. when he won it. I guess, I mean, what the hell is it? It's four-year difference. So I guess, fine, put in that category. But Tony well, Larusa, 72 to 76 yeah. is a pretty big jump, buddy. So there's actually only two managers in history that have been older than Tony Larusa when they were hired, and that is Connie Mack, who retired at 87. <laughs> Amazing. Good for you, Connie Whoa, Mack. Good 87? for you. 87 he retired. That is awesome. And then... You mentioned Jack McKeon. He was rehired when he was 80 by the Marlins. Oh, my God. So he's the third oldest. Doesn't make me feel better. But I'm trying not to make this totally an age thing because I feel like that's not totally fair. I'm not comfortable with it. Don't get me wrong. I Just in general, like rule of thumb, kind of 76-year-old. If you're 36 years old right now, and a 76-year-old walks in and that's your boss, you feel weird. Imagine if the average age of the clubhouse is like 25, <laughs> right? So yep, that's yep. that's weird. It's just weird. It's weird. It's, it's weird, weird and it didn't, it didn't have to be weird. It did not have to be. Nope, nope. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Sorry, you're welcome, and thank you. Yeah, sorry to the audience for taking up 18 minutes of your life ranting about Tony La Russa. Oh, it's troubling times. It's troubling times. But you know what? That's the most important thing happening this week, I think, as we go into the outro. That's right. That's right, buddy. All right. Well, fuck off, Tony LaRussa. Hams and Ted. Fuck you, baseball. Fuck you, baseball. Congratulations, Dodgers. <laughs> episode of zero dunks especially after two straight bears losses i understand that you probably don't want to hear that much more about the bears we get it that is why we try to spray to all fields here on zero dunks as much as we can dan another fun episode mostly except when we talked about tony la Russa, trying to figure out how anybody should feel about it if you're a white Sox fan 
Anywho, what else is going on this week? It's November twelfth, uh, November second, Monday. Definitely not the twelfth. Uh, anything else happening this week? No, I don't think so. I think it's a pretty smooth sailing week. No, this has been fun. I don't. Uh, people list, listen this far into the episode, right? This is gonna be a long one. Oh boy, this is gonna be long. That was Cajun. I'm just Cajun now. Uh, yeah, obviously there's shit going on this week. A little bit of voting going on. Did you, have you voted yet, Bill? Yeah, I early voted because um, I'd be too lazy to stand in line on, on, on election day if there was a long line. I would still do it, but I would be bitter the whole time. You? I've not voted yet. I opted to do it in person. Oh, I, my God. I'm going to do it in person. I just was – I, I got a little – that's what oh, I did. you did. That's you did, did early Dan. vote. Okay, I I'm did. sorry. I, I should did. say day oh, of. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Day yeah. of. Uh, I because apparently I, it's going to be me and the old people who don't know any better. I I saw the application and I go, nope, not enough time for this. I'll just do it in person. And I'm like the only person I know that's going to vote day of, and in person. Jordan Doinks did a mail-in ballot, and I'm like, eh. Wow. Yeah. So. Ooh, you separated. Yeah, separated votes. Uh, we're, vote, we're voting the same way. Nobody needs to hear about who I'm voting for, but I'm betting you could guess. Judging by some of my previous comments, I'm going to guess you could, you could probably guess where Dan's leaning, huh? Huh, guys? But I'm going to vote tomorrow. It should be fun. I'm going to go... Polls open at 6 a.m. in Illinois. Did you know that? No, I might I, I might that. go real early just just to see how it is. I'm going to get that sticker and put it on my penis. <laughs> Do you have a uh, – I know Martha has a lot of tattoos, as you guys just heard. Do you have any voting-related tattoos on your person, Dan? Oh, good, good question. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. But I'd consider it right above my La Marinera tattoo on my tramp stamp area. I think I don't know. I don't think you're being truthful to our audience. I have seen I've seen you shirtless on more than one occasion. I and what I saw under your left breast was a Strom Thurmond uh, portrait. <laughs> you're a big Strom Thurmond guy. Isn't that guy super racist? And Jesus, no, God, no, fuck him. He's that's a Tony Larusa guy. I, don't, I would never do that. Fuck him. Well, all right. What does a voting tattoo look like? Is it like an old timey voting machine? Mm, yeah. When I said that, I, I it was not well thought out. Um, it could be. How did people vote? Like the first election, did people were they banging chads? What yeah, were they doing? a lot of. Oh, those chads were hanging. How great is that? The hanging chads? That was the Bush-Gore election, right? I just, I couldn't, I'll be honest, I couldn't get enough of the hanging chad talk because I'm just thinking of a guy named Chad who's just hung like a horse, just flopping around northern Florida, just going, what do you guys need? Anything? I'm hanging chad. <laughs> but yeah, back in the day... um, feel like there were a lot of quills involved a lot of ink and some orgies yeah oh god yes happy election day show me your genitalia 
before you show me your ID. I find it weird that um, so I did as as we mentioned, I did not give enough specifics today, and I confused him. But I did early vote in person. I find it weird that you do not show your ID, at least in the state of Illinois. They ask you, I don't even know what they ask me. My name. I think that was it. And I have a very common name. I know, listeners, you don't know my last name, but it's very common. Uh, they just match signatures. I never consistently have the same signature, so it's confusing to me. Well, that's kind of how our system works, right? A lot of voter suppression, a lot of confusion, and yeah, no, it doesn't make, none of it makes sense. Like, like, um, are your kids off of school tomorrow? I just found out our kids' school is closed. Yeah, I don't, we, I don't th- we found out very recently yeah, that that didn't used school. to be a thing. What? It should just no. be a national holiday, right? If you're going to make yes. it difficult for people to vote, just make it a national holiday. But that's a part of the game, right? Is make it difficult for people to vote for maybe one party prefers that over the other. Uh, you want to keep guessing who I'm going to vote for? Go ahead and keep guessing. Slide into my DMs, and I'll tell you if you haven't figured it out by now. Dan is, uh, I've never met somebody more obvious on one side <laughs> of the aisle. Like, but That I, is not true. Dan that is not no, true. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was going to make it. I was gonna, I was gonna do a little reverse psychology oh, sorry, there, buddy. but I was not witty. I wasn't witty enough. No, that that one's on me. Um, Dan definitely believes in voter suppression. Uh, uh, nope, it's, it's not That's, true. It's not true. What are you gonna do for election night? I'm gonna drink <laughs> a lot. Uh, honestly, Chris and Doinks, if you've been, if you're a longtime listener. Uh, you met her in season one as you did Jordan Doinks as well. Kristen Doinks is is extremely nervous about tomorrow, and I understand. I get it. Um, I'm not criticizing that at all. Um, but she basically wanted me to take off work tomorrow to commiserate with her nerves. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Which I kind of respect, actually. I do. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we were talking off-air. Circumstances... She got what she wished for. <laughs> I will be home tomorrow. Don't worry. I think we're all healthy, but fuck you, COVID. Um, Read <laughs> so between be, the lines. Be, <laughs> right, right, right. I will be home tomorrow. Um, what will I be doing? I will. Uh, you know what, Dan? Honestly, uh, I I will be. I'm I'm anxious. I understand those that say. Um, does it really matter as long as it's in the context of like you're not that excited about either person I get that I do get that I really do I really do but I do feel like tomorrow matters so therefore I am going to be very anxious I am I'm an anxious person so I'm going to be I don't know what I'm going to do I I don't know I don't know I, I, I will watch all of it I'll probably be up until you know they go off the air tomorrow and I don't know that anything will be decided. My guess is it won't be, right? Uh, so I'm not saying I'm going to be a mess because I won't be. Chris and Doinks probably will be a mess. How about you, Dan? Can you answer this better than me? I've been rambling. I feel like I've been rambling for 60 seconds. 
Uh, I'm probably just gonna do butt stuff. <laughs> with with anybody? Nope, or? nope, nope. <laughs> In particular, <laughs> no, that, that's not a real answer. Uh, I'm also very anxious, but it's I'm not gonna stay up late and uh, all night because it's gonna be weeks. It's gonna be weeks and weeks of bullshit after this and more angst and trash so i'm not gonna i might just i might try to avoid it for the most part might just check in here and there but i can't get myself good luck uh, i know i know and there's a lot of people in my family that are very worked up about all of this and have been for four years basically that's building up to this point it's gonna be it's yeah, it's I don't know. I don't I guess it's my long way of saying I don't know either. I've had a few people ask if like want to get together for it and I'm like, "No, I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to be any around anybody but my family. Not that I'm like hanging out with people now anyway. That's not outside and it's not exactly warm. Uh, this week's not bad. But <laughs> then that's your weather report. That's your zero dorks weather report. <laughs> Illinois, not bad. <laughs> Illinois, it's not bad, but I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna vote. Do it early. Get weird with it. Let's not get nuts, everybody. Don't don't be breaking into businesses. Don't be stupid. You think we have a lot of listeners who are big breaking into people, uh, business people? What? Too many hams. Do we have a lot of listeners um, who like? Stealing shit from yeah. businesses late night <laughs> through broken windows. I'd be surprised. I think we're very we're a very rational and normal show. Are we? No, not really. Um, so no, I suspect that a lot of our listeners are good Americans, no matter which side of the aisle you prefer. I really do feel that way. I do not want to see chaos either i think that's what you're getting at uh i don't think like you you also suggested i don't think we're necessarily going to know tomorrow we may know where it's headed but we're not going to know anything officially probably right right let's just oh, think we should all mentally prepare for that right yeah yes i'm not i have opinions on it that i don't need to share yes i think it's going to be a long haul it's going to be a long painful haul that's all I'll say. <laughs> I like that you added painful. Painful. That was good. That was good. That was good. Uh, Dan, also, just to provide full context of the audience, we talked about this off air. Dan and, and myself, too. I put myself in this category. We're still stung by having lost money four years ago, <laughs> trying to trying to predict where this was headed. Uh, so we carry, we carry financial uh, issues. Speaking for myself, I don't know if you feel the same way. Same. It was like an uncomfortable amount of money that you and I had collectively lost last time around. And I will not be making that mistake this year. And I'm <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, yes, I, I definitely carry that scar. Scars. Many, many scars. Since 20 SARS. SARS. SARS like a coughing thing? That was a lungs thing, right? SARS? Sounds familiar. Okay. Sorry. 
The hams are slapping right now. I probably should just go to bed. No, no, no. Go out and vote. If you haven't voted yet, vote, vote, vote. Row, row, row. Shove, shove, shove. I think that's that's a fair conclusion. We want to talk about it, if only to mark this point in time. In our 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 archives, our archives. Artavius Pierce. <laughs> That's how you should pronounce it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, put him in. No, actually, no. We don't need him right now, do we? We talked about that last week. Cut Patterson and put him in. Yes. Okay. Active. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Given that context, yes. Or Lamar Miller, who might as well be dead, I guess, at True. this point, right? That's fine. Go America, go Bears, big game, maybe a must-win game if you actually want to be relevant in 2020, Matt Nagy. Um, I love you, Dan. No matter what happens tomorrow, America will stand. Thank you, Martha, in Tennessee. You were amazing. You were absolutely – I'm not editing one minute of that, even when you had to leave to pick up your adorable dog. So sorry, in – advance even though you already heard that segment guys for that kind of awkwardness i'm not going to edit a second of it dan i love you i love you too buddy thank you martha vote go bears go bears beat the shit out of the titans love you bill vote vote tony la Russa for president 2024 nope nope mm-mm. pass secretary of state secretary of state Oh, rub that clown hair all over you. Uh, okay. Go Bears. Go Bears. See you next episode. Bye. We ended up winning uh, th- these five games early on. And so now we got to figure out, okay, are we going to start going against each other or are we going to stick together and fight through this thing? Someday you will try to run up the score so high I'll follow you into the dark No fans to try to pack in the stand so high Our at-home asses tight Waiting for the hint of a spark If Nagy and Pace decide 
that they both are satisfied. Few achievements known, but their careers have climbed. If there's no chance of scoring and the red zone stark, then I'll follow you into the dark. A big time school, the Carolina blue. Mitch got his knuckles bruised, but Pace waited in back. Ignore Deshaun, and he told me, son, Mitch is the chosen one, like a hobo on crack. If Nagy and Pace decide that they both are satisfied, few achievements known. But their careers have climbed. If there's no chance of scoring and the red zone stark, then I'll follow you into the dark. In year three, we saw everything to see—a playbook that he can't read. Could he even tie his own shoes? Worn down, the time for Nick is now. But it's nothing to cheer about, 'cause we'll lose again soon with the play calling buffoon. Nagy and Pace decide that they are mother satisfied. If few achievements known. You.